as we discussed during session zero, the four of you had a Lady Martella Lothian reach out to you individually and ask for your assistance at the Exaltation Day festivities. All of you living in Taldor have to know that today is not only the annual holiday that nearly all Taldens are extremely excited for, especially those in the capital itself where the festivities take place, but today is a historic vote as the Senate opens their floor near the end of the gala. Later this very evening, they are going to be voting to overturn the millennia-old rule of the male-only primogeniture, stating that only the Grand Emperor's son can inherit the throne. Lady Lothied wants to ensure that this vote passes so that anyone, regardless of gender, may step up to rule the great nation of Taldor. We begin our campaign early in the morning, uh, this day of the festivities, as the four of you, not acquaintances, having probably never once met with possibly some small exceptions, but having perhaps heard in passing of each other's names, you've all some small amount of fame to yourselves. You gathered in this small cafe here to meet with Lady Lothian and go over exactly what she needs from you in this day's events. So does anybody need any last thing with your characters or have any questions before we start here? No, I think I'm all good. Gusta? I believe so. Speak now or get fucking abandoned in the distance. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. Let's go. Four of you enter into a small cafe on the outskirts of downtown Apara, and uh, long golden beams of the rising sunlight dance to the smoky interior. Uh, it's very as anything in Central Apara, very well and exquisitely furnished. This is not a place attended by any outside of noble or aristocratic circles. Uh, as you enter, each of you would see Martella herself uh, sipping casually from a steaming mug at a large table sequestered back in the corner, dressed in a fairly elegant but somewhat reserved gown, at least by Talden standards anyway. You would all immediately notice a hand-sized brass mechanical cricket quietly buzzing on the table next to her. And as you all arrive and take your seats on the table with her, she smiles and looks up and addresses you. I am so pleased you could join me this morning. Please. Order whatever you like. The fig jam here is particularly lovely. And 
feel free to speak candidly. I've taken measures to ensure our privacy. I assume that is what this is. And I'll motion to the, uh, cricket. Uh, indeed. It's one of my own mechanical creations. It should ensure that none around overhear our conversations. Perfect. So if any of you would like to uh, place the orders for food or drink, she's in no rush to move forward. There's plenty of time. Hmm. I'm not thirsty at the time. I'm never one to turn down a tall glass of mead now, am I? I think I'll gladly order some. So now gets himself uh, quite early in the morning, but not going to do as he do. Never let the time of day stop him from going where he pleases. Anyone else? Or do you no. want to get to the matter at hand? That does look pretty good. I think I'll have one too. Oh, you, Biller. No alcohol, but I'll get a drink. So as everyone orders their uh, sort of drinks of choice, or in Dara's case, passes this particular opportunity, she pulls out a few items to lay on the table alongside the cricket. Uh, the first is a small sheaf of four envelopes. And as your orders are brought to the table, she slides one across to each of you. Uh, each very simply addressed with your last name. She also pulls out a small pouch of uh, coins and starts counting out a few. Uh, a couple for the waitress for her own small morning meal and starts dividing the rest into little piles of uh, a few platinum apiece. So I'm going to reveal to each of you in your journal the contents of your envelope. Each of them contains a simple note and nothing else with the with the exception of Inori's which has both a note and a second smaller envelope with uh, no writing on the outside or address inside. And as each of you open these up and look through what you have, she addresses the group of you again. Now, I've brought each of you here for your various individual skills and talents. I do not know if any of you are familiar with each other, but for this evening's work, consider yourselves a team. I've given you each individual tasks that I need you to accomplish, and should you complete these, I will reward you tomorrow at our follow-up meeting with the 150 gold that I promised each. But should you complete all of these tasks I have set out for you, I will double the payment for each of you individually. 300 gold ahead. Now... That... Yes? I was just going to say that sounds great. Keep in mind that though you may not know or trust each other, there is this incentive for you to help as you can. But I, of course, will not 
force you to share more than you feel comfortable with your new comrades, hence the individual tasks. Now, uh, if any of you want to show your own paper to the rest of the party, you can do that. That's one click of a button for me in Roll20 to just reveal it to everyone, but you definitely don't have to. You can keep them secret if you so wish. I'll uh, lay mine on the table and look to the rest. I am Dara Rastan. I am. I have nothing to hide. And uh, as he lays this down, Lothian smiles and nods and says, well, "Of course, this makes sense. Introductions are in order. I, how crass of me. You're all familiar with me, of course. I brought you here, but introduce yourselves, please." There is little to introduce from me. I was in the military most of my life. My father before me and his father before him. It is for your legacy and your work that you have done on behalf of the Talden military that I brought you here. You have at least met many higher up the lieutenants and generals and many that work around the periphery of our grand military uh, in order to do what you could to help with recruitment. This gives you an in. A lot of the senators that'll be present at the gala tonight are military themselves. And even those that are not surely see the value of having someone like you on their side. Speaking of senators, uh, Sir Landless, you were brought here for your own ambitions, your own upstarted political career. If you want to introduce yourself to the table, feel free. Uh, Bellor Landless, something of a scholar who's taken a recent interest in politics. uh, Trying to make a name for myself, I guess. She nods. And I'm sure that is much more rewarding than the gold you're promised after tonight's festivities. Now, make no mistake, these tasks will not occupy your entire evening. Uh, In addition to the payment, I am getting you access to the Senate floor in the main hall for this gala. You'll have many opportunities to promote your own personal causes as well. Now, uh, Lady Dentho, do you wish to have introductions? Name's Nori Dentho. Uh, I am a bounty hunter. You probably heard of that at some point. If not, then it is what it is. Uh... I don't really have a lot more to say here. I'm not much of a team player. I'm not used to this sort of thing. Uh, but um, I should definitely get double for this. I I got two missions here. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, man. Uh, out of curiosity. Just trying to lighten the mood here. Break the ice amongst them, everybody. Um, I uh, completely out of character. Does your sword actually emanate energy? <laughs> Uh, not like, yet. Like it does on a token? Yeah, like the, like in its sheath, is there like small black mist coming out of the sheath? Not no, around the one. No, yeah. nothing. No. Oh, okay. Not, not yet, soon. Okay, I was just curious. Because that would have been, uh, it's like, are, is your sword? Okay. That would be very freaky. But, uh, yeah, I'd be worried it's on fire. Mothied laughs at your joke politely and says, of course, I understand. But uh, your task should be relatively simple. In addition to everything I have given your partners here, I I do in fact need a more traditional senatorial aid. 
Uh, if nothing else, you should encounter no difficulties with taking care of yours, at least if your physical prowess is to be believed. I've heard you've done great work following in the footsteps of your father. You would have made him proud. Try to do my best, man. Now, I believe that leaves us with uh, Sir Stalwart here. And she gestures to Nell next to her. <clears throat> I'm Nelogenous Stalwart. Feel free to call me Nell, of course. It's a bit of a mouthful of name, isn't it? I am, uh... In tradition. Yes, of course. I am, uh... He will lay his paper down for everyone to see. Not particularly opposed to this. Though I will say this will be hard to do on my own. And Shia, as you lay yours down, Mothi just very slightly raises an eyebrow. Says, I understand. This task I've said before you may at first glance seem somewhat questionable, but I assure you, it will be no harm and no real loss to have these objects removed. To the grand fortunes of Earl Vernissant, these are nothing. This will not... She looks around at the rest of the party, I'm almost unsure of how you would judge this, this task. This will not be detrimental to anyone in the grand scheme of things save for Earl Varnassant's reputation itself. But I could understand if any of you have opposition to what seems to be on the surface petty theft. The act in and of itself doesn't particularly sway me. More so performing the act is not something I find myself particularly capable of. I don't understand. It seems a more roguelike sort. But you yourself, Sir Stalwart, you come from a noble lineage. I believe that you and this group here are uniquely suited to cause distractions necessary to use your weight and your weight of name, perhaps, to get access to what you need. Uh, stealing the items themselves will be no difficulty. They should not even be locked. They should be clearly available on display. In fact, with the name of your house, it would not be terribly difficult for you to convince the curator you were well within your rights to simply walk away with the items, whether you were delivering them for someone else, or perhaps to have something done on your behalf. Though, if you wish to be more traditionally subtle, uh, perhaps that they go entirely, their absence goes entirely unnoticed until they're revealing. Some here at this table may be able to assist you. One way or another, I'm sure we'll be plenty capable of getting this done. So, well, at least are somewhat familiar now. I have a few more things. And she goes to the small stacks of platinum on the table that she had while the first introductions were happening, divided into five little piles of three. And she slides 
a stack of three platinum across the table towards each of you. Consider this an investment. I don't know what lies in each of your individual wardrobes, but I would recommend visiting the Green Cape next door and acquiring at least a courtier's outfit for this evening's game. You'll want to blend in as much as possible, and if you wish to add some of your own fortunes for something more exquisite, it would very well be recommended, but this should be enough to get you something that you at least don't stand out. Uh, Daryl smile and push it back. I have what did I need. I still have the very nicely made outfit from when I was in. And, Thank uh, you, though. Out of character, did you actually spend gold on a fancier outfit or use this as your starting one? It was just a starting one. Like, you would have the... Uh... His trait gives him one, doesn't it? Oh, do you, did you get one from your trait? I thought um, that was... Or was uh, that somebody else? I thought that was Derek. Uh, that's that's me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. his. <coughs> um, I get the free Yeah, I just have the, my, my serving uh, attire. I forgot you know, what it's like called. You like your military civilian clothes. Yeah. Basically. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and she nods and says, that's... Uh, that's fair. If that is what you wish, but still, please, consider this an upfront advance. Well, I'll uh, certainly take the money. I got blood on my Sunday's bed. I'll, uh, <laughs> he'll put his hand on it. Uh, if you insist, then all right. Now, one more thing, and she reaches into a small pouch that she has uh, on the seat next to her and pulls out a couple of small badges. Each of these badges is a senatorial aides badge. Uh, these belong to an, an, well, now long extinct familial line. But the Varitas family no longer has need of them. It's fairly common practice at events such as these to use these expired and outdated badges of nobility to identify guests, aides, anyone else who should reasonably be inside the Senate building but is not, well, welcome on their own weight. These will get you in the door without any further questions and make sure that all the guards inside the palace know you're supposed to be there. They do one thing further, and she pulls out one more and puts it in front of herself uh, with similar designs but a silver trim I'll be able to speak to you through this uh, touch base throughout the gala make sure everything's going as well uh, going as planned and not only that but you'll be able to respond instantly and telepathically it'll allow us to remain in contact not indefinitely but more than nothing seems very useful we want to make sure these are prominently displayed when you enter the gala. Of course. I will put it with the rest of uh, the badges on my clothing. Now, Take it the magic will be subtle enough to not be easily noticed. Well, the magic is present on all senatorial aids badges. That is more or less the secondary purposes of things entirely. The senators themselves have them to keep easy contact with the rest of their own actual aides, servants, etc. 
so that they too can take advantage of this. It's well known that they're all magical. Very well. I see no reason for us not to take advantage of such useful items. Now, of overall, tonight promises to be a truly historic evening, regardless of how this vote falls. But it's an evening of work nonetheless. And with this sort of work that the four of you will be embarking upon, the line that divides success and failure is drawn by the people you know. You each have your own tasks to accomplish, but again, I'm counting on you to support one another as necessary to ensure success tonight. And more importantly, discretion. If you need assistance, kindly ask for it. If your assistance is required, please give it. You are a team. And if I'm to be blunt, I would like just once in my adult life to simply enjoy a gala I intend, rather than scamper about with clandestine busywork. If you all complete this work, without need of me cleaning anything up, as I said, I will double each of your promised fees. But these activities, of course, as I said, are not going to occupy your whole evening. So, by all means, enjoy the party, advance your personal goals, make friends, this is an excellent opportunity for any of you with political ambitions to begin your careers. <clears throat> Politics. Politics is important to everyone, whether you want a direct serving hand or not. Being a part of this landmark decision tonight will place you among the names of history. Hello, lead bag, waving hand. Yes, it is true, but I only care about it. I only care about the entire thing being well. People bickering bores me. It's actually this exact attitude for which I recruited you. Sometimes in the arena of politics, those who do not feel they belong or even do not wish to belong can have the most in. <laughs> Maybe so. Now, if any of you need me this evening, I'll be spending most of my time up in the galley above the Senate, the gallery above the Senate floor. Uh, please feel free to come to me with any concerns. Understood. I ask again, one final time: Is there anything any of you need? Do you have any questions? Any way I can assist you in your tasks before we? make our way, our various ways to the Senate building. Why so much CC? You know, we're over here in a corner. You hired, I mean, look at this team. I mean, I'm sure we're all very comfortable at what we do, but it's quite a wide assortment. And uh, we're over here meeting in the corner and stuff. What exactly is the, uh, what are you, is, are you afraid of what's happen if we're just outright with this? I'm not afraid of anything. Other than perhaps this vote not going through, of course. But not all politics takes place in the center of a Senate floor. Not all of history is written in front of an audience. Your upbringing gives you a unique view into things. That is almost the view of an outsider. I know your family has not dabbled in senatorial or royal dealings before, but believe me, much 
impact can be dampened or lost if your prey knows you pursue them, no? Subtlety you has a great place in these matters. It's much diff it's much simpler to outwit an opponent that doesn't know they're in battle. I see. Well, before we part ways, uh, is there anything that you could inform me of on Madame Val? I do not know much of the woman beyond her name, so determining her concerns may have to be done during the gala itself. I do know that she is very much dedicated to her job. She obtained this job as a curator because of her interest in the history and these artifacts themselves. Perhaps you could use that to relate with her. I'll keep that in mind. So, I'm going to introduce to you guys a new thing that we have here in the journal that all of you should be able to use at your leisure. Here is an entry for Lothied herself. And all of you have access to this in your journal and have access to editing on it. So instead of having to go to your own like external notepads or whatever to kind of try and keep track of like who NPCs are and things about them, any of you should be able to edit this and write any notes you want about Lady Lothied here in your in Roll20 journal. And I will have one of these for... Yeah, there you go. That's... I will have one of these for <laughs> basically every NPC with a name. Uh, and I'll have them, of course, just so you can see the folder there. It'll be sorted out by book. So it'll be much easier to access the ones that you need at the time. Yusta? Quick question about that. What's up? Will somebody show up multiple times? Like, if they're in book one and book two, will it only have one entry or two entries for this? Oh, I'll just make it one entry. Like, for the ones that they do have that, because the modules are all actually put into standalones, I'm only going to use the first time they get revealed. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm not going to make you... That would be dumb. (laughs) (laughs) So, so no, you'll you'll only have one entry for each character. So, with that... Lady Lothied... Uh, dismisses each of you. Oh, uh, rather than dismiss you, she, she takes her leave and uh, leaves the cafe to go begin her own preparations for the evening. You all have uh, three platinum added to whatever money you had before and the green cape, a fairly renowned tailor, is in fact right next door. 30 gold will get you a standard courtier's tier outfit which will let you easily blend in at the gala and look like you properly belong. If you so wish, you can pay an additional 45 of your own gold for a noble tier outfit. Or, uh, as I know Dara has chosen, he is just going to use his military civilian clothes. Yeah, it's uh, the the dress uniform, someone said. What about the rest of you? Mancha, what are you you doing? I'll probably just go with the standard for the 30, well, the free platinum, 30 gold, whichever way you want to put it. What about you, Nell? 
I'll just go home and get a change of clothes. Yeah, you already, you, uh, are Start part of a noble nobles. line already, so you have a noble outfit. You will just go get one of your noble outfits out of the closet, and you're prepared to go. Uh, Inori, how about you? Gonna make me buy a dress in the first fucking... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, give me the standard... Uh, the standard threes platinum thingy, right? So, Dara and Nell return to their own homes uh, to prepare for the gala this evening as they will personally, while Baylor and Inori head next door to the Green Cape to acquire, uh, to acquire Courtier's outfits. So go ahead and add those into your inventory. You don't need to put them in a place that has weight because you're not going to carry them around all the time. But put in your additional gear that each of you own a Courtier's outfit. So Inori starts immediately putting on a dress. The second the the campaign starts. She's not happy about it. Oh, I'm sure she's not, no. But just go along with it though. You gotta blend in. It's very important. On a on a job you gotta be. Standing there grumbling. <laughs> not happy about it. Put on the dress. So you have an hour or two with your tasks in hand now. If there is anything that you want to spend gold you may have left over on that may assist you or anything else you want to do before you head over to stay in line for the gala, just in the early afternoon, probably only 1 or 2 p.m., that is up to you. May I recommend anyone that has knowledge local or knowledge nobility, you may make some checks to find out what it is you know about the events that are going to be happening. The people involved, uh, Grand Prince Davian, Martella Lothied herself, Princess Eutropia, uh, the event of the Grand Ex Day of Exaltation itself. You can make knowledge checks so that your characters may know about that. Or, you may want to spend the time making diplomacy checks, perhaps, to just gather some information around the street from some of the people already beginning to gather around the Senate Hall to possibly pick up some rumors around what may be taking place this evening. I love that rumors. That would be a good use of your time. I love rumors. Cool. So, Inori, with a diplomacy check, you begin canvassing for the situation as you know how, which is just be among the people. Walk the streets of Apara, gather what information you can. Try to learn before you head off. And you overhear a conversation uh, from a couple standing outside of a market stall on a street adjacent to the Senate Gala itself. You, of interest to you, you hear the woman gush to her husband, Oh, I'd love to be inside the Senate Gala. This building has been rebuilt five times. They have rooms in there they don't even know they have, I hear. Hmm. Anyone else? I'll roll a uh, knowledge nobility. Or would it be local for Madame Val? Uh, for Val, you would need knowledge. I'll go for knowledge local on that. All right. So all you know is basically what Lady Lothi told you. You've heard the name, and you know she curates the museum portion of the Senate building. Uh, the front of the building, known as the Arcade of Triumphs, is a large series of display cases and exhibits that is overseen by Madame Vow, 
and she takes her job very seriously. You don't know much else about the woman, though. She's fairly reclusive and not really a major figure. Okay. Uh, Miller? Tara? You want to either roll some knowledge or search for rumors? Would it be local or nobility for this Baron? Let me see. What was yours? Baron Nicholas O'Kara. That would be no either, really. See what I know then. So a twenty-three. That's pretty good. Uh, you've heard of him, as you are sure that basically all Talden citizens have at least heard of Baron O'Kara. Think of him somewhat like a less ridiculous caricature, but almost like Taldor's face of Uncle Sam. He is a storied war hero, a veteran, about which many tales are told, and you're not even going to begin to take the time to try to discern which is true and which are false. But he is a, while not a senator himself, a very powerful political figure uh, just for his status of renown in the country all right dara um yeah i don't have local or nobility you have diplomacy um let me look everyone has diplomacy yeah everyone's got some diplomacy i mean uh, yeah oh i mean i have a one in all of those so i could technically roll them right yeah but i mean you can try to uh gather rumors yeah, that's do. just diplomacy i'll go ahead uh out of curiosity, it's only diplomacy? Like, I couldn't attempt a profession soldier, like, talking to some of the soldiers if they know anything about the people that I, I'm it's looking still for? Diplomacy. still diplomacy. Still diplomacy, Yeah, because okay. yeah, gathering rumors is still just a, just a straight diplomacy check. And, uh, you click diplomacy in your character sheet. Yeah, I forget. I'm, I'm still... I mean, we're, gonna, okay. we're gonna get the habit. We're not... We're, yep, there's pretty much zero situations where you slash roll a dice anymore. Well, you spend some time before you head over towards the Senate building itself, walk around, keep an ear to the ground, but like you said, it's not exactly your strong suit, and you don't really hear anything beyond the spread of excitable chatter flowing throughout Opara, and it's now very crowded streets. A few hours later, the four of you convene outside the Senate building itself. Now, entering the Senate building in the first place is quite an event, all things considered. Uh, well, of course, the Senators themselves and major noble figures have their own access to the building. Everybody else, aides, staff, other attendees, have to wait through a very, very long and tedious line. When I say long and tedious, this is going to be several hours. Welcome to Disney World. Uh, it's probably worse than that. Oh, wow. Lord. <laughs> as, you arrive, as you all arrive and meet each other, you are stuck not only in a line that moves at nearly no pace whatsoever, through a security checkpoint and a vetting. But it is populated exclusively by 
either staff or incredibly minor people of import, who, as a general rule, like to think they are much larger figures than they really are. Mm -hmm. It is quite a tiresome experience. However, as you wait in line here, this is a perfectly good opportunity for each of you to take one more shot at overhearing any useful rumors before you enter uh -huh. the proper. So let's just go down the line. Baylor, give me a diplomacy check. And it's to rumors, so your philosophy doesn't apply to it. And can't use knowledge local for this. No, it is just the diplomacy check. Yep. So what? it's marked in there that that's six lower. So an okay, 11. So that's an 11. Hear a whole lot of chatter, but it's mostly just people with not a whole lot of importance feeling very self-important and nothing to be useful to you or the group. Uh, Dara, if she can get more fortunate. You are not. Inori, <laughs> this is your area of expertise. Well, let me show you how it's done. Roll the... Okay. Better-ish? Uh, not bad. Inori, you hear something else from one of the other attending nobles in line. Uh, rumors and gossip fly abound among the aristocracy. And as you listen around, you hear a wide variety of totally useless gossip. But one thing stands out as somewhat interesting to you. Each of you know the general concept of the Day of Exaltation. It's a holiday where one, I don't want to say peasant, but someone outside the noble castes is officially almost knighted and elevated with an official title and welcomed into the aristocratic circles. So, of course, who this year's exalted is going to be is quite the talk of the town. It's usually not revealed until the official opening of the Senate, though whoever it is at their leisure can choose to be about at the gala. Many meet him beforehand. But outside, it's wonders. The rumor you hear is the Emperor is going to exalt one of his own personal Ulfen bodyguards, uh, like he did for the now Baron Vinmark. General opinion of this is not fantastic. Elfin are somewhat looked down upon, and you hear some disdain about another barbarian lording it over the good Talden people. Ugh. No. Give me yours. You hear something as well. You hear a lady nearby mention that her uncle's a merchant. So he's getting coins from all over the old colonies this week of the exaltation. And where it is, some of the old Talden colonies are starting to regret leaving the Greater Empire. It's rare for people outside of Taldor to care much about Taldor's Day of Exaltation. That'd be like coming to America from France for the 4th of July. <laughs> Why would they care if they didn't wish they were still a part of the country? It's interesting. Interesting news abound. But those two tidbits are really all you get after an entire hour of standing in this line and moving a healthy 20 feet towards the gate 
and the wall around the outside of this Senate building. As you continue to trudge, you are bombarded by merchants waking, making their way up and down the line, shouting their wares, some selling snacks and food, some with arms covered in a variety of Talden flags they're trying to sell, various crests of ancient families, the first army of exploration, religious symbols, all sorts of nonsense being pitched to the minor nobility allowed into the gala itself. I should have asked for triple. This sucks. This all. This is definitely very not a good way to spend the day. Tired. This is this is a perfectly fine way to. Uh, it's nice. Look at this I place. I could be drinking right now. What you is can, this? You can drink while you stand in line. What does it matter? It's gonna be expensive. If you think these merchants are selling anything at a fair price. What no. is that smell? You should have probably brought your own. I should have, actually. All the same. It is nice to see them celebrate. As the four of you discuss your status, a small detachment of guards walks by, uh, seemingly just glancing over and looking through the line. Uh, led by a woman in a green officer's coat, put over a very bright and somewhat elegant red dress. She has a kukri and a buckler across her back. Interesting armament for a member of the guard. She must have had some individual and formal training. As she leads the trio of guards down the line, just glancing through everyone, she lays eyes on your group, looks across the four of you, and then reaches out with a hand and motions that you move towards her. Stand upright and start going towards her. I will follow. As, as you approach, she holds her head high and looks to you. I am Officer Zelar. You have been selected for random inspection. Please follow me. Understood. Alright. Let me add this to where you can edit this. And you curiously follow her. Uh, follow behind her with the three guards uh, forming a bit of a formation around you. Not close, not weapons drawn or anything, of course, but leading you up towards the security checkpoint near the beginning of the line. As you reach, she pulls you off into a small tented, uh, tented station right outside in the courtyard by the buildings. Nods to the three guards and dismisses them as you follow her inside. As you all gather inside this small tent uh, with nothing but a few seats and a folding table in the middle, she looks over the group of you once again, trying to read your faces. And after a moment of silence, she nods and cracks a small smile. She says, we have a common friend. I figured as much. Save you from this tedium. Oh. If that's well, the case, thank you very much. I was enjoying it myself, but. Standing in a line? If we must go. Oh well. The assistance is appreciated. Did she 
go over the rules of the Senate Hall with you, or do you need me to explain them to you? I see you have brought your crossbow. Did you bring crossbow, by the way? I'm assuming. Yes. I guess. I don't actually know you did. Did you all bring all the equipment that you actually have? Yes. Yeah, my crossbow and I'm I assuming you're not in your armor, but you have your weapons. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I have my crossbow mind. and my kopeshes on my back. Um, the I would not have brought the chain shirt, obviously, because I'm yeah. just in the like the dress uniform. Yeah, I think you and uh, Nell are the only two that would have any amount of questionable stuff, just because Nell has a sword and shield and heavy armor. Uh, what are you wearing? Now you're wearing your noble outfit, right? Uh, noble outfit with the shield on my back, sword on my waist, and the breastplate on, because it's more than just a breastplate to him. It's like it, it's yeah. decorated and colored and painted. Yeah, and it's like an ornate. It's probably got like your family crest and stuff on it. Yes. Same for the shield and the sword. It, I mean, it's a long sword. It has the symbol of Shaylin on the hilt, but that's about it. It's just a thing a noble would carry. And it's not uncommon for people to carry weapons, these things. Most of the nobility you would see would have swords, some shields, some wearing breastplates, or even like leather or chain armor under their vests. It's not uncommon. It's a, it's a Talden thing. And Dara, probably not having been to anything like this before, would assume seeing all this is perfectly fine to bring all this. So yeah, it makes sense. It's not like you're not expected to bring your weapons. They're a status of nobility in your station as much as they are actual implements of war. It's rare for a noble to not have a sword at his side. But as she looks you over, she points to Dara's crossbow. This is a, that will not be allowed inside. There are no ranged weapons in the Senate Hall. No bows, no crossbows, no guns. Mm. I perfectly understand. And I'll take it off and uh, lay it on the table. She's like, I will make sure this is kept safe for you. Uh, for the rest of you, your weapons will need to be peace-bound. Do you know what that means? And she reaches into a small trunk in the back of the tent and pulls out a couple of striped red, green, and white leather and twine rope cords. I didn't know. We won't be able to draw them. Exactly. Uh. It'll be tied into your seas with these cords. Uh, You are, of course, allowed to bring your weapons for the most part, but it is a show of peace and faith that you will not draw them. Yeah, perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I'll unlash mine, uh, the the full holster, not obviously out of the really, sheath. really odd for Anori to wear a, wearing a dress with a sword on her back. <laughs> yeah, that's not the only comfortable way to wear one if you're in a yeah, dress. Yeah, on well. your back or down like yeah. a belt outside your dress. I mean, they the fa- it's just Talden fashion for Talden people who have swords. So, I mean, the dresses are made to have a sword sheath on the waist. Hey, man, or, uh, if you saw... If you saw Wonder Woman, perfectly viable, have it going That's down your back into your, yeah, like into your dress. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can totally, totally be reasonable. You still have your I'm absolutely doing the Wonder Woman thing then. So Hell she, yeah. uh, she hands a length of this cord out to each of you, and says, uh, "You'll need to tie your weapons tight." I assume there will be no situations that require you need them, but should for some reason worst come to worst and she holds up an extra length of the cord and yanks on it and it breaks uh, they are not infallible do not expect to be able to draw your weapon snap at the moment's notice but they are far from locked uh will just chuckle this is purely for ceremony i could not possibly wield this weapon and he'll tie his you should have no need to do keep in mind if something should arise for whatever reason our weapons are spotted without the peace-bound cord on them. Guards will ask questions. Understood. 
Uh, now, I do not know any of your backgrounds. Are any of you alchemists? Do you possess any volatile substances or poisons? I don't believe any of us would. You know, I left my poisons at home. That's for the best, I suppose. Yeah, I have nothing, so... I actually had to go and check, because I didn't know for sure. Right, well, we should be more or less good to go then. Uh, I will repeat upon you. Simply let me cover the rules, just to be sure everything is clear. I do not want you to arouse any further suspicion Please. you have from this inspection. Uh, your breastplate is fine, and she motions to Nell. This is okay. Any of you, if you possess light armor under your armor, this is okay. But uh, outside of that full plate, any sort of heavier armors like chainmail, all banned inside the hull. Uh, it does not look like any of you have those all. This should be okay. It is perfectly fine. And she motions to Baylor that you have spell pouch. If you have potions, this is fine as well. Uh, just do not drink any of the potions or cast any spells inside the Senate building. That is outlawed without written permission from Senators. Understood. Uh, no animals, no guests. I assume this is not concern to you. Do not try to sneak anyone in. And you are free to roam the entirety of the Senate building, but individual Senators' offices are, of course, off-limits and all locked. I should not have to impress to you that picking locks is frowned upon, but should your missions require it be subtle. Simple I'm glad we can follow these rules. Yeah, it should not be hard. If that is all, welcome to the gala. Enjoy your mm. time. Thank you. And she uh, moves towards the entrance of the tent and motions you out and onto the lawn in front of the Senate of Taldor, behind the checkpoint, and where those getting through the line are slowly trip trickling up the grand stairs towards the Senate building itself. The Senate building is large. It is oh my. very large. We tiny on these steps. Yeah, it is a towering building uh, that extends far off the well-maintained lawn and gardens that wrap around it. Uh, the building itself appears to be split into two main sections. The front of the building, now ahead of you, is a large domed entry hallway. Uh, this is the Arcade of Triumphs that I described to Derp earlier. It is separated from the back of the Senate Hall, the main political building, which looks not terribly different from the actual Capitol building in DC. It's two rectangular wings with pillars spaced all around outside and a massive domed central hall. That is the main Senate floor. As you make your way up the steps into the Senate building here, I will just ask directly, because this is entirely my fault, I forgot about it until literally 2 in the morning last night. Did everybody have a chance to read through the social influence and social combat roles? I read through it. Um, I'm already familiar with them. I sort of understand it. <laughs> well, we'll I'm with, I'm with him, I sort of understand it. Okay, yeah. we'll, we'll go over it real quickly, because this... Uh, this gala is a social scenario. Obviously, this campaign, War for the Crown, is going to be very different than what we've done in the past. You are not walking into a dungeon to murder goblins and weird grappling plants. You are going into the 
hall of the Senate in the capital of one of the oldest nations in the inner sea regions to try to influence people, make friends, possibly do some minor bits of theft and sabotage. This is not a combat scenario in any way. Diplomacy is your base attack bonus. Diplomacy is your base attack bonus. Think Yikes. of this. Uh, your your sample platter, so to speak, was Averick's party. That's cool. <laughs> Near the end of Strange Aeons. This is going to be a similar event to that, where you're going to be walking around and talking to people. But because this kind of a social situation is the main focus of a lot of War for the Crown, it's more game than that was. Where Avrik's party, you largely just walked around, talked to people, and kind of just did things that felt good to you. You're still largely going to do that, but the gala is going to be divided into rounds, uh, just like regular combat. You're going to roll initiative. Your initiative isn't really going to matter in the grand scheme of things. It's just to put you on the table and have like an order in case two people want to do things at the same time. But a round is not 10 seconds. A round is anywhere from 15 minutes to multiple hours. Uh, here, I will give you the share link in the Roll20 chat for the Google Doc I have with the quick overview, and I'll go ahead and paste this in chat as well. That's a view-only link, so feel free to look at that if you want. Uh, we're going to go over those real quick. Every round, you have one action. You don't have a move or a stand or anything. You get to do one action. And we're not going to, like, go down the initiative table and you tell me what you want to do. You're going to walk around. You're going to talk to people. You're going to do things just like we did at Averick's party. You're going to do what you want to be doing. But to have mechanical influence and to represent how well you're succeeding at your various tasks, at some point, you're going to use your action on something. And the main things you're going to use your action on are influencing an area, which is walking into a room with a bunch of senators or whatever, or into the gardens between these two buildings or whatever, and you are going to just generally talk to people. We don't need to RP that out. You're not going to talk to anyone in particular. You're just going to basically play to the room, try to embed yourself in there, make yourself a figure, get noticed. You can also try to influence an individual person, which... There are 20 at this gala. And I'll get to that in a second. This is just the, the grand overview. Some of your missions will require you to get in and influence individual people. Uh, any of you can influence people to just try to become friends with them if you think they could be helpful. There are benefits to having such powerful people on your side. Everyone at this gala and everyone on this list of people that actually can be influenced is either a senator or someone of equal political import like Baron O'Kara. Uh, finally, some of your missions, I know Inori's does specifically, and I know Nell's does. Some of your missions have specific tasks you need to accomplish that will generally also take one of your actions during a round. Now, you can do plenty of other stuff. Say that, uh, I know Manchai, you brought up that Baylor wanted to know about Baron O'Kara. Say you want to influence Baylor O'Kara. If we start around, you don't have to immediately go to O'Kara and talk to him. You can still walk around, be with the party, 
uh, talk to some other people, explore, do other things. You don't have to spend the entire 15 minutes of the round talking to Baron O'Kara. You can still do other things and RP as you will and make your way to O'Kara and make your rolls against him whenever. Uh, and I will make sure no one's just going to get flown over and we're going to move on to round and be like, oh, shit, I know that was right. The round was ending. You didn't get to take your action. Don't worry. That's not going to happen. Unless you will have to be, like, intentionally dedicated. Like, I ask you, do you want to take your action? You say, like, I'm going to be busy doing this for this round. And that's my action. You're not going to miss him. Don't worry about it. Now, influencing a person... Because Pathfinder is still a game... There are rules beyond RPing with them and making a diplomacy check. Congration, you is win. Everybody <laughs> has now a social stat block. Instead of AC and HP, they have strengths and weaknesses. Instead of being or having fucking 10 fire resistance, they have different skills that it's easier to get into their person with. You can do two things. When you talk to a person, you pick one. Each takes an action. You could either use your action to try to discover something about the person, which means you either find out their strengths, which are th tactics that will not work at trying to make friends with them. Uh, for instance, a woman who is entirely tired of being hit on may have a strength against flattery. So if you try to go that approach, she's just going to blow you off. And you're going to take big penalties to trying to influence her because she doesn't want that. Or their weaknesses. The opposite. Very effective ways to get in them. What do they care about? Maybe flattery is really effective with her. <laughs> Who knows? Those are useful knowledge. In addition, it would kind of be dumb if people who had plus 11 diplomacy just sort of automatically won at social situations. So diplomacy isn't always the answer. Diplomacy, bluff, and intimidate aren't even always the answer. Everybody has a specific set of skills that are effective at influencing them. If you're trying to talk to a military general, perhaps profession soldier would make a better impression. Are you trying to talk to someone who's a retired rogue or assassin from the Pathfinder Society with a really shady past? Slate of hand or acrobatics might serve better than diplomacy or trying to lie to her when she can read you like a goddamn book. You can also use a discovery check to find out some of the skills that will be effective at trying to influence a specific NPC. If you don't want to make discovery checks, of course, you can just make an influence check, which is you just use pick a skill, try to use it to get in with them. You don't have to discover successful skills first. You can just try to guess. But if you go start doing backflips in front of a guy in a wheelchair... He might just not like you, <laughs> and he, he, he may blow that you off. In, he may blow you off entirely, and if you use the wrong skill, he you may be entirely unable to influence him for the entirety of the gala. Don't make an ass of yourself. This right. is a uh, slow game, a game of subtlety, and trying to work your way in. And keep in mind that around your individual missions. Getting into a room and becoming a figure and cozying up to various senators and people of political import will be helpful to all of you, regardless of whether it directly impacts your mission. Of course, you will certainly not have time to make friends with everybody at this gala, so pick and choose your battles. But does everyone at least, at a basic level, understand the 
influence system and social plans. Yeah, I got that part. The thing I was trying to figure out, like, I'm reading it. Maybe my eyeballs don't work right. What is a discovery check? What do I throw for that? A uh, d20 plus it what? It depends on the person. Okay. Uh, you will know. They have... They have in, in individual discovery skills too, but you just know those. You don't have to. There's not second level discovery where you discover the discovery checks. Yeah. Okay. When you um, start talking to them, you get yeah. an idea of what you would need to. Exactly. Your your character okay. is not socially incompetent, and they can read a person they're talking to well enough that if you talk to them, you can tell what will be able to at least begin to get you in. How you can read them. Uh, sense motive almost always works. And they usually have one or two other skills that will also okay. work. And in a situation like this, it's pretty frequently knowledge nobility. But it could be other things. So anyone that's good at sense motive or knowledge nobility and has either an easy task or has already accomplished their task may serve the party well by just walking around and learning things about people and relaying that back to the team. Now, these rounds, one, one final thing, these rounds are long enough that you don't have a movement speed or anything. You can go wherever you want in the Senate Hall, talk to anybody, and do pretty much whatever, because here around is 15 minutes. So, movement is not a factor in the rounds. You can move freely. Okay, and then, uh, so, with my campaign trait, I get, a. Uh... A once per day, I can recall a specific fact about a uh, Tolden Noble's personality quirk, such as a hobby or pet peeve, including information you would normally learn as a discovery check in yep. a social combat. Do how would it, would that be my turn? Like, it's not an use action. That? You once per okay. day, you can just know something about somebody. So okay. at some point in this gala, you will get to pick somebody and just say either strength, weakness, or influence skill, and you just know you just learn a thing. That, okay, that's a, that's a free space basically. Pretty useful. Got it. Okay, sweet. You and already then, made the discovery check in the past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's the. I'm just recalling it. It's like, oh, I remember he really, really hates dogs, and there's something like that. Savage doesn't like dogs. You know what I mean? It's like a pet peeve or a hobby. So it's like well, we I just heard don't he... want to be friends with that guy who doesn't like dogs. It, well, yeah, it, it, that's the concept. Like, I, it's oh, I heard he like to make likes to make boats in his free like free time. So it's like ah, I see. Serial killer then. I should what? buy a boat. <laughs> Where, where did that come from? <laughs> you ever trust a guy that just makes boats? Yeah. So I mean, for an entire campaign, yeah. Do we all understand? I think we're good. You dingleberries. Yes. Right, well, I was just making sure. Feel mind. free to enter the Senate Hall. So as you pass into this first area, again, this is the arcade of triumphs as it is called it is always a museum but it has been re-engineered even more than usual during this day of exaltation to be a display of military and political triumph trophies and banners line the halls here some displayed openly on shelves or hanging from the walls and some tucked away inside intricate glass cases uh, armor stands and weapons of historical figures are placed around this whole large area, uh, each with a name and a story behind them. As you enter this main area, this first chamber here, 
is currently home to a score of Talden Phalanx troops standing at attention as both ceremonial honor guards and as guides in a display of military power. While they are at attention, some of the aides and lesser senators are seen approaching them and asking questions, directions, what they can find of the area. Uh, You'll also notice a new mechanic uh, in roll 20 here called Advanced Fog of War. That's right. You literally was about to ask. At the moment, none of you can see those two trees south of the stairs outside because there is a wall between you. But you've seen them before and you've been near them. So you know what that part of the map looks like. It's not going to be hidden entirely behind the blackness of dynamic lighting. But were tokens to move about there in the situation to change, you wouldn't know. It's going to look a, sick. a little kind of weird and almost sort of pixely around corners because it is done on a tile-by-tile -tile basis, unlike yeah. dynamic lighting. But anywhere anybody has seen... We'll know what it looks like. Yeah, you'll know what it looks like. So we'll know what it lost. As you walk through the Senate building, you'll start to figure out the layout of the building. Ooh, uh, I'm also that's really out, sick. With the exception of this right here, let me actually check if they, if they did it or not. I don't believe it is. But all of the, like, small doorways are individual Senate, Senate offices, which you can see in them because the doors have windows. They're not, like, hidden or secret, but you can't go through them. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's super neat. I was just going to ask, though, because, like, we came in, and it was, like, black, and I was like, is this a window? This and is we a pretty new feature Roll20 added near the end of Strange Aeons that I never yeah. really got a chance to play with. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's real good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is awesome. So like, that's actually super explore cool. the hall. You'll build your own map as you mill around and learn the okay. layout of the building. Then I'll uh, look to the rest of them. If you need me, you can, uh, she said, contact me. But otherwise, I will continue on with my mission and uh, begin going around. So why don't we go ahead and roll initiative? Because as you enter the Senate Hall, I mean, you can still move. Moving's not even a part of this anymore. Uh, make sure you select your token. I know. And then click the initiative button. And I also press. I made a macro for initiative. both various exciting ways. Yeah. There you go. You don't need. Just, you no longer need a macro for initiative. Just click on your character and click your initiative, initiative staff on the character sheet. Now roll it again. Mm. We gotta learn. Go we got a whole today, lot of new roll twenty features we're learning. The number doesn't matter. It's just to have we you take this. You got Shemu. Can shift, you shift double clicking on your character token is a quick shortcut to your character sheet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm opening it back up constantly. Is so the oh, way uh, you can also just double click on the top, and then it. I have all four of yours just minimized on the side. I'm going to give you each a pink dot. Initiative really only matters to put you on the table. It doesn't matter beyond that. This pink dot indicates that you have not used your action yet this round. Uh, feel free to tell me at any time you want to make a discovery check or an influence check against a character or a room. Or you wish to do anything else that will take your action. This pink dot is devouring my entire torso. Because another thing that I don't know how to use in Roll20, this is just a scaled map. 
This map is fucking huge, but if I were to set this map, it would be six times bigger because I didn't realize you could actually half-scale the grid and the tokens. Wild. Yeah, okay, quite I'm tiny. walking. Hey, yeah, feel free to move about as you, as you please. You are exploring the Galen. I mean, like, these things right here. These are small offices that you have no access to. Yeah, so you can see through, but not yeah, actually walking. Yeah, and you can walk through the central area because this is a central facet of the main display here. Everything's a little choppy. I'll go ahead and add this up, just so we. That's fucking teamwork. Arcade of Triumphs. As the group of you move into, I forgot to mute the sub notifier. I'm sorry, Chad. I'm gonna mute it for Pathfinder from now on. I uh, just totally forgot. As you move on into the main area, you see your first group of. People that look to be of some import. All of you being Taldin to some extent would certainly recognize High Strategos Maxilar Pythereus, the commander-in-chief of the Taldin army. He, has, he is at the head of the military, and he is surrounded by a few other senators, uh, two of them also sporting breastplates, uh, Maxilar himself wearing a green and blue tunic in the Taldin colors emblazoned with the sigil of uh, the of the Taldin military, uh, a bunch of other military types gathered around. Uh, three of them around him, you recognize as fairly prominent senators. I will give you. Where is he? I have a little page thing for Pytherius, but I can't find it right now. I'll reveal it when I have so many things in the journal. This is going to be a thing I have to get used to. My <laughs> journal's fucking huge. That's what they all say. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, can I keep moving? Or, uh, yeah, you like you're talking. You, you can keep uh, going while I'm finding this. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Book on Wentz, so I'll just make a. Okay, I have one from this end sheet. There you go. There's Max Lap right there. I love him. Look at that guy. You've he looks just as much like he doesn't want to be here in game as he does in that picture. Very He is not happy with the present situation. He is forced to attend these political sort of events just because of his status. Well, he would clearly much rather be out, you know, being commander-in-chief. Doing, doing anything. Yeah. Doing anything else. As you proceed into the gardens, a very lush and vibrant area that separates the Arcade of Triumphs from the main Senate floor, you see another few senators gathered around with some amount of their aides. Uh, anybody who is showing up on a token, you recognize as a senator of Emblem. So any of those people are available to be influenced, talked to, or discovered, as the case may be. I'll go ahead and throw that up there just for easy area reference so you have to remember the names of all these places. A1 and A2 will suffice. So is this person down here important, but not so important that she got a picture? Yeah, I mean, it's still <laughs> Pathfinder bad. campaign. They don't have art for every single character that exists. Yeah. 
So some of them... That costs money. Yeah, yeah I know, exactly. unfortunately just <laughs> fancy nameplate tokens because you're an it's important senator, but you're not but Paizo's bad. art budget important. Sorry. Yeah. You get to be the Lady Gloriana Marilla Circle. You're like Added really bonus, cool, but you get like... to automatically know their name, I guess. Because yeah. I think kind of... she might be slightly less important. Because yeah. it's in their, in their circle. Actually, no, because one of the least important people here has art. Uh, it's totally fucking random. Like, there's whether or not they have art, I will tell you this out of game because I, A, it's stop metagaming, and B, I don't want it to actually influence you. Like, if you get a metagame, metagame well. Whether or not they have art has no bearing on how important of a person they are. It's oh, okay. just because the book, is, well, yeah, like, yeah. in the book, if they're they all name, introduced they're in like person. three pages. So yeah. they couldn't even fit. I was wrong. never going to discriminate, Squid. Yeah, no, me neither. I, I assume <laughs> anyone that has a token like this is important enough to matter. And the pictures are relevant. I just, yeah, it's exactly that. They they ran through, like, running how many pictures they needed, and then they're like, do we really need to make it for all of them? No, we don't have that kind of money. It's fine. We'll stop here. Exactly. There is an art budget, and there is so much space in the book. Exactly. So as you walk through, <laughs> as you walk through the gardens here, should any of you want refreshments at a later occasion, there are several catered patios spread throughout the grass areas here, uh, segregated by refreshments. short iron fences. And uh, a few military drills take place back near the fountain, again, just displaying the glory and discipline of the Talden military. And near the northern end, by the literal rainbow-haired gnome, there is even a small makeshift zoo of imported rare animals from either the Talden Wilds, the Verudin Forest, or neighboring areas. And a small apiary with a few racks of beehives uh, busy, busy flying around pollinating these various exotic flowers and producing the honey used by the kitchens here. Uh, many of the nobles and higher senate pass through here to take breaks or or drink, but of the ones that are here, the gnome looks like she's probably going to be here the whole time. So, quick question. What's up? How are we going to treat the people who we would have some form of acquaintance with? Like you would treat uh, someone same that you as know. Else, you can still walk up to them. It's like, it doesn't change your discover your influence checks. It just is... Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. it's not I... like a mechanical benefit. I didn't know if it would mean, like, it would be easier for us to talk to them or something. No, I mean, it might be slightly easier, but it's it doesn't make any... You don't know anyone here well enough to mechanically change a discovery or an influence check, but they might like you more, so it might be easier to get in on them. They might be a little easier on their strengths, or their weaknesses might be even more useful. Uh, but I did go okay. through before each of you. Each of you do know a couple of people here. Uh, at least they have heard of you. You may not have physically met anyone at this scale up, but... Well, at least some amount of popular. Alright then. I'll reveal the names as you guys talk to people and actually get names. That's also a nice way for you to keep track of who you've actually spoken with. Exactly. Beyond the gardens is the Grand Senate Hall itself. Uh, there are two small sections here somewhat divided there's a minor entryway uh, which is little more than a gathering space uh, a few attendings 
pages and servants uh, occasionally stop here to catch their breath, but for the most part, people don't really linger in what's known as the Emperor's Hall. It's mostly just a connecting area. Sometimes it is used for various events. Uh, there is a lesser stage set up here by the actual A3 token. But beyond that, in A6 is the official Senate floor, where the majority of the senators themselves gather. Uh, there is a staircase here that leads to the gallery up above, where you can hear a different kind of music drifting down, uh, more jovial, excited. But here on the floor, most of the senators spend their time working political contacts, just working. Uh, party is much more than a party for someone of that much status. Though there is one person here who dramatically stands out from the rest of them, and that is this man here. Oh, I pinged down the jam like some idiot because I'm revealing these little, like, hate tokens that they go through. Uh, this man here. He, while wearing a fairly expensive noble's outfit, it seems to be ill-fitting. And he's constantly tugging and pulling at his collars and sleeves. Uh, the man is sunburnt and freckled, his hands calloused. He's clearly not a noble. It doesn't really take a genius to assume this may be this year's exalted. He's tucked away below the, or against the bottom of the grand stage. It sticks out above the Senate floor, kind of trying to sequester himself as a way as possible from the growing crowd of lesser nobles and senators gathering around him. But he seems to be having a good time. So what would I find if I go up towards that music you were talking about? Uh, there is a staircase here that will lead anyone who wishes to go upstairs. Uh, it's not pictured, but it just goes from A6 upward. Where is your token? Oh, you're up at the top. Mine? I'm at the I stairs. Whose token do I not see? I don't see Manchas. Where's Manch? Oh, you stayed out in the gardens. Yeah, I'm still hanging out back here. So uh, the staircase would lead you up here to just an upper gallery. And this is little more than a large ring that looks down over the central Senate floor itself. The gallery has some offices offshooting, but all of which are locked and the doors don't even have windows here. But the main thing of interest is a lot of children and a troop of jesters that appear to be hard at work entertaining them. This appears to be the functional daycare facility for various senators' offspring. They just dump them here, say, have fun with the, the troop of acrobats, watch some shitty non-magical magic. Daddy's gotta go make contacts. However, there are, of course, senators passing through the area coming to deal with or check on their kids. And this is where Martella is located as well. Uh, currently sick, uh, just leaning over, watching down onto the Senate floor, sipping a tall glass of something bubbly. Okay. And where are those stairs at? I want it just goes walk. from A6. I mean, the actual layout isn't as relevant, but assume they go from the area in front of, like to the far right, 
and to the far left of A6. There are stairs on either side that lead up to the upper gallery. Pen but if you want to go up there, just tell me. I'll just move you up there. Well, which, which token is Martella? Like, can I see her from here? Yes. She's up in, she's up in the gallery. You, you can't see her from right there, but I can drag you down there. It's... Oops. There we go. It's that one there. Mm, I don't... There. I, I got my Fog of War thing. I need to back yeah, out here. Oh, it's down below. Okay. There it is. Sweet. The Martella just like at a ledge, just looking down the setup floor, just hanging out, having a good time. Okay. All right. So the final bits we have here to the south. As you start to enter this wing, you realize quite quickly this is not so much part of the festivities uh, this area down here is an incredibly extensive servants gallery several corridors crisscross throughout this allowing the various aids and servants easy access to different parts of this wing uh, but this connects uh, an assortment of kitchens, storerooms, workshops uh, there's nobody of note down here. Those stairs lead down below. Whoever is muted and not talking. Is that Samuel? Well, it looks like you're colored pink. God damn it. No, uh, no. no uh, the kitchen quarters and stuff that you said there's their servant quarters and their hallways, is that these over here? Yes, that's the south. Okay, so I this is a window. Yes. Oh, that's okay. actually a doorway. You can go up from there. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a couple ways in and out. And what's behind not door number three? Up to the northern end here, there... There's a smaller group of senators, a little bit sequestered away from the main hustle and bustle of everything. Up here is the Imperial Archive. Uh, this once could very well have been Galarian's greatest treasure of transcribed knowledge. If any effort at all had been put into upkeeping it, aside from a very small handful of people who seem to care about properly recorded histories and whatnot. This is a large library that over the years has been somewhat ill-maintained and subject to more than one state-sanctioned pruning of sensitive information. And it's now little more than just a very large library. Though it is a good repository of arbitrarily curated books, senate minutes, genealogy, records of nobility... A few nobles make their way here either out of interest from the information inside or simply to act like they do, to try to impress others. To get away from the noise of the rest of everything. It is definitely less busy here. A1 and A5, the entry hall and the library, are decidedly less busy than A2 and A6, where the vast majority of the nobles and senators are gathered. So with that, I will give you a quick 
rundown of who is who. Because you would know at least the names of most of these people. So if any of these names stand out to you as somebody from your mission that you care about, go for it. But without talking to them or some sort of a background, you don't know much beyond their names. But these are the particularly uh, well-off senators. Count Orlando Zespire, Baronet Cicato, and Earl Vernassant are all hanging around in Area A1. I'll turn their names on and spread the tokens out a little bit just so the names are easier to see. But they are all very much around uh, Pytherius having a conversation. In the garden, we have Lady Gloriana Marilla. You couldn't figure that out for the fact that her token is just the words Lady Gloriana Marilla. <laughs> yes. We have Earl Gahez Varima and Marques Tanasha Starborn, the rainbow hair. What a no. name. What a fucking name. Starborn. Sick. Tucked away in A3 in the Emperor's Hall between the main areas is Marques Charlotte Duchamp. And on the Senate floor, here's the fucking list. Baron Nicholas O'Kara is on the Senate floor. Duke Georgi Bacchus Talbot II is on the Senate floor. Lady Zaria Clement. Landgrave Ogvai Jarlbjorn. Guess his race, and you win a prize. Lord Remillard. Lord Remilliard Kastner, Viscountess Octavia Nicodemius, and you don't recognize the poorer looking man who doesn't entirely look like he belongs, but you can make a safe guess. He's probably the exalted, but none of you know him. And finally up in A5 in the library is Duke Leonard Sentimus in a wheelchair and Grand Duke Avernathus just perusing some of the library and discussing the history of magical knowledge with some other of his aides and nobles gathered around. So, this is a social round. Feel free to move around and talk to whoever you want. Uh, interact with people, each other, the room. If at any point you want to use your action to try to discover or influence somebody or to try to influence an area and any of the places that are denoted by an A token are rooms that can be influenced. So all of A1, the whole Arcane Triumphs, A2 is all the gardens. Uh, A3 cannot be influenced. There's not enough people there for you to make an impact. But everywhere else can be, including both the servants areas, if you want to go be nice to the help, or and the gallery up above. Okay. And, uh... I just thought, um... No, I suppose I had talked to the party to know who's upstairs. I haven't been upstairs, so... I've not been upstairs yet. Oh, I forgot upstairs. Upstairs is, uh... Martella Lothied, of course. You know her. And, uh, one... At the moment, one Countess Abriel Pace, who seems to be the very Here definition of a helicopter parent who is just kind of hanging around with the justice. Uh, the leader of the troubadours up there is, appears to be a small halfling with a lot of face paint, but you don't know her, so 
similar to the guy in the Senate floor. You don't know her name, but you could talk to her. Okay. Then, uh, Does anybody have anything they immediately want to do? I'm gonna work my way upstairs to talk to Miss Pace if uh, anyone else has been upstairs and is going to tell me that she was there. Which I assume... Uh, I assume at least the knowledge of the, Senate's, uh, the senators. You could also just wander up there yourself as you're looking around, so that's, okay. that's easy for you to find. I mean, again, movement and exploration has no impact on a social round. This is 15 minutes. You have plenty of time. Yeah. Okay. And I'll just make my way up there. Uh, not showing too much acknowledgement of uh, Marcel. Like, I'm not... I don't look at her nod or she anything. She doesn't wave. look to you at all. Um, yeah. She is... There are enough people coming up and passing through here that she doesn't turn any interest who's coming and going. If you arrive, she doesn't even appear to have noticed. Uh, you would see Countess Pace talking to the leader of the Tribadors here, the leader of the Jesters. A very small and very bright and bubbly halfling woman. It's difficult to not say girl because that's what my mind says, but that's racist. Mm -hmm. She's a full-grown woman. She's just a halfling. Yeah, yeah she's uh, just tiny. <laughs> with full clown face paint and a bright red nose. Uh, the halfling seems more than happy, but Countess Pace isn't necessarily having a problem so much as she just seems unwilling to leave her two daughters well, out of her sight for more than 30 seconds. She's one of those parents. She's one of I got a quick question. Yes. How do I go about finding somebody who I don't know the location of? Who are you looking for? Mm, Val. Uh, Lady Val, you figure will probably be in the Arcade of Triumphs, so your best bet at finding her might be to just play to the room and see if you can get her attention, perhaps. Yeah, you don't even know what she looks like, actually. So. That's what I figured. Asking around and uh, being interested in the first area if you want to do that would probably be your only real way to get there you can use appraise knowledge history knowledge nobility perception spellcraft or use magic device to try to just kind of get into some conversations in the arcade of triumphs uh, either to appreciate some of the artifacts display your own wealth of knowledge or just point out various uh, finer points of collection of antiquity and just generally make an impression if you want to use your action to make one of those rolls, feel free. Yeah, I'll go on ahead and do knowledge nobility uh, action for this area. I guess just influencing it, right? Yes. I thought I'm going to use the paint to pull myself around a lot just because this map is so big and I have to get my other screen to where people are doing things. I'm good. So the 13 of knowledge nobility, uh, you start to just generally look around the room. Uh, you act somewhat nonchalant you turn your attention to some of the displays of various noble houses, various familial lines and their impacts on the course of history and governance in Talmor. You impress a few people. Uh, a few of the other nobles and aristocrats gather around, seem to be interested, but you don't make any real major waves. But you are at least displaying what you know. You're turning a few heads. You start to... Uh, you begin a, your own group conversation with a lot of just the random nobles around, just discussing some of the more interesting points of Taldor's noble history. Alright. 
So we'll leave you to that. Anybody else have anything they want to do? Either with an action or just RP? Uh, just RP. I'm going to come up to the <laughs> nice clown lady and just uh, enjoy like watching it and begin talking to her. So as you approach, the leader herself is still very much talking to Countess Pace, but there are several other various entertainers around. There are acrobats, there are musicians, there are bards, uh, both singing and telling stories, putting on minor skits for not only just groups of children, but also reasonably sized groups of adults. No one is not entertained by a quick magic show or some decent stand-up. But uh, feel free, they're, they're currently discussing. And Countess Pace right now is just going through a very, very point-by-point -point detailed itinerary of uh, what her child should be doing while she's up there. <laughs> but feel free to step in. It is uh, very impressive what you do here. I've always found uh, working with children to be difficult. Uh, they have so much energy. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she, uh, she turns and smiles up at you, uh, nods to Countess Pace, and uh, turns and smiles up. He says, oh, of course! That's why you have to match it with just as much energy. You keep the children entertained. It's an art. It's a craft. It's what I've practiced for most of my adult life. I'd like to say that myself and most of my troubadours and troubadettes are very skilled. Oh, were you coming to drop off one of your own today? Uh, no, I have not made any of my own, but I've thought about it. They seem fulfilling to have something she, uh, in your life like this. Kind of like raises one eyebrow and puts their fingers together in like a evil plotting sort of way. She's like, oh, of course, malicious sorts, they can be difficult, require a very much a fine touch and uh, surely a lot of attention. Understand, of course, but you are more than welcome to enjoy the show yourself. If you have any questions or concerns, uh, as Lady Pace has so graciously brought to my attention, she says they're almost somewhat gritted teeth. Come to me, Basilka the Fantabulous. I'll make sure you're taken care of. Of course. Uh, I doubt there is much that slips through your fingers here with all of these uh, little ones. And she, uh, puts one hand back behind her back and pulls it out with her fingers spread in a marble spaced in between each one and kind of rolls her hand, tosses them all up in the air and catches them all the same way on the other hand and says, nothing slips through my fingers, young lad. Now, Lady Pace, and she uh, turns back to the senator. That's all. I'm just uh, watching the stuff go on. You don't want to use an action on her? Just hanging out with the just just enjoying the show for now yeah he uh he finds it impressive dealing with kids is uh incredibly hard and, and making them very, not do anything dumb yeah not not letting one of them do something dumb is hard enough not letting yeah just piles of them do something dumb is uh very impressive all right how about you Baylor? you've been hanging out in the garden for quite some time said there's animals here right there is in fact a small zoo of an assortment of mostly just things that would fall into the beast category but a few small magical animals uh, one of the most interesting exhibits seems to be a small cage that's uh, not even entirely enclosed containing a couple of fairly small weird almost rat-like creatures with glowing eyes and uh, like a star-nosed mole kind of tentacled snout the 
the three of them in the cage seem to almost be talking to each other. Got knowledge nature? I do have knowledge nature. At this point, do you know what a zoog is? Let's <laughs> say, do you even want me to roll it? I'll go ahead and give your character some through the ages who recognizes a zoog at this point. And I do have a plus nine, so. Now you can't possibly not know what a zoog is. <laughs> plus nine. Beautiful. Yeah, I just want to grab a drink and just be perusing the animals and stuff. And there is very easy to get the attention of one of the various servants traveling around. In addition to those who appear to be coming directly to people seated at tables and taking individual orders, several platters of drinks and hors d'oeuvres are just coursing around throughout the gardens, free for anyone to take their pick. Uh, Inori, what's up with you? Well, uh, she's all business, so... Um, now that I have eyes on the count, but I'm been tasked to, uh, I want to walk up to the man while he's in conversation, or I guess. Well, I'm it's, it's a, like an on and off conversation. It's moving around throughout both the, these four people here and a couple other large and small men of military import. So it's quite easy for you to sidle up, especially with a note in your hand. Okay. Uh, tap him on the shoulder and get his attention stuff. Hello, Count. My name is Nori Dentho. And uh, I... I he, he turns to you and like, looks you up and down for a minute. And, uh, and he smiles like, oh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Count Orlando Zispire. Nice to meet you as well, sir. Yes, sir, right? Like, I'm not... It's Count. Count! That's right. That's right. Sorry. Uh, I'm a friend of Lady Martella. Oh, of course. I've been expecting you. I understand that you have a delivery for me. I indeed do. Uh, shall I hand it to you here? Uh, yeah, of course. There's nothing out there today about pages running notes. Uh, let, let me see. Can you hand me a note? And sure. he opens a smaller envelope and uh, pulls out a note and reads through it real quickly. Okay. Hmm. Fair so interesting. Uh, I will ask that you run a message for me as well. And he reaches back, uh, reaches up into a pocket of his jacket and hands you a much fancier embossed envelope, but still with no addressing or anything on it. It's like, this is going to sound uh, somewhat awkward, but can I ask you to hang around the Arcade of Triumphs here? Uh, there's going to be an event happening in about 15 minutes. Wait for that and then take that message to Junior Senator Duo in the gallery, if you will. Do you know where the gallery is? It's upstairs above the main Senate floor. Okay. After the event? Yes, uh, I will let you know. But if you would please make yourself available until then. I will be milling about, enjoying the festivities. So, if for, in order for you to continue your mission, you don't need to use an action on your mission right now. But right. you are limited to using your action in the Arcade of Triumphs. So, you can either 
do what Nell is doing, and you could go help him, or you could try to discover something or influence one of these four senators or the commander-in-chief here. Now, real quick, multiple people cannot influence the same person in a round. If more than one of you want to talk to the same person, it's basically aiding another. But you can both try to influence the same room. Okay. Um, so if you want to just help Nell try to insert himself into the Arcade of Triumphs and try to get some more attention, you can do that. So yeah, just try to influence the room then, right? Is what I would was I was thinking. Or is that? What you if you he yeah. use knowledge nobility, if you want to also use knowledge nobility, I will give you a plus two, uh, as basically play off each other to try and just get enough attention to locate the curator. But if you don't have that or you don't want to, you can also use appraise, knowledge, history, perception, spellcraft, or use magic device. Now I should also notice the DCs for different skills are different, but you don't know which is more or less effective. Okay. Other than uh, just logic and how the rolls go and how it seems to be working. So my options are nobility and what was the other one? Uh, there's a bunch. Appraise, oh, knowledge, praise, nobility, yeah. knowledge, history, perception, spellcraft, use magic device. You can use any of those to impress here in the museum. Hmm. Alright, I'm going to attempt with Knowledge Nobility. And uh, with his plus two, I guess. Yep, so you can go ahead and click on it, and we'll just add a plus two. Uh, perfect. So, so you've got a 20 and plus two more. So as Nell is in this conversation with a few people just gathered around, you approach, and you play off each other. And together... You have a pretty good wealth of knowledge, it turns out. You know uh, a lot about the seat of Taldor's noble power. Uh, both Nell from, well, being a noble himself, and Inori from both her and her father's work. You've dealt with them quite frequently. You grow a larger and larger group of people. It's just sort of going around discussing the various artifacts on display and after sharing a bit of her own information one of the guests in the group with you points to a glass display case below a banner and by a suit of light leather armor he says have you heard of that one it's it's really actually quite an interesting tale that's and you both look inside the case and see a crossbow with a handle modeled like a lion pouncing up the shaft of the device and uh, thin, delicate but sturdy arms branched out in either direction. Uh, at a glance you can tell the item clearly must have some sort of power to be able to retain that shape that easily. And he points out at this as I've heard the, the legend of this one and it's so much more interesting than what this small little placard could possibly tell. Uh, it's called Dignity's Barb a weapon from the 7th Army of Exploration. It was lost centuries ago, unfortunately, but the item itself is of such import that a replica was crafted and enchanted just to be displayed in this very arcade. They don't necessarily like us bringing attention to the fact that this is simply a replica, of course, but it's sad how many artifacts from those eras we've lost, no? And he continues to explain how back in the 7th Army of Exploration, uh, 
couple hundred years ago, the weapon passed hands through a few heroes with their own stories, culminating in slaying a raving Kellid warlord, stopping an advance of a tribe of barbarians nearly entirely. Whatever this weapon was, it was truly a piece of history. So, we have Dara and Baylor. You both have your actions still. What do you want to do with them? Um, I think I'm going to influence uh, Countess Pace here. You want to just try to influence her, or do you want to make a discovery oh, check? Um, yeah, uh, the discovery check. <laughs> Not going all the way in. I mean, you can't YOLO this. No, person, no, no, no. But, uh, so you uh, basically use Wasilka to insert yourself in this conversation more or less and start talking to Countess Pace a bit. And much to the still somewhat young's halfling release, you pull her attention away a little bit. Uh, she doesn't look terribly out of, like, she doesn't look hideously out of place among the other nobles and senators, but she does somewhat because her dress and incredibly extravagant jewelry is even for Taldens bordering on dramatically gaudy <laughs> it's almost as if someone was really trying to dress like a noble without a fantastic idea of what they were doing and many of the senators here senators from various situations other than growing up in a life of politics so it's more than possible and as she turns to talk to you, she sort of raises an eyebrow and greets you cordially enough, but doesn't seem terribly interested. So, what do you say? You seem uh, pretty distraught <laughs> over here. Is everything alright? She kind of narrows her eyes a bit. She's like, oh. Of course, it's... I yeah, may put a little too much effort into keeping track of my dear Kelby, but I worry. Today is a momentous day, and I just want to make sure they're well taken care of. You understand? You well, do you? You have children of your own? Maybe. You don't. I do not. I believe I heard you speaking with the halfling. But uh, I, I can understand the concern of wanting your young ones get well, but it is an amazing event that we have here today, and I'm surprised that you can't find time to uh, go about and see what is all going on here. Hmm. That's very much well correct, I'm sure, but at this point, I've been a senator for over a decade now, and there's how many minds that are going to be changed on the issue at hand. I am Countess Fabriel Pace, by the way. Uh, holds out her hand. And I'll take it, uh, as you would. Yeah, like, I'm not going to shake it. Yeah, you, you yeah. just kind of, like, gently almost take it and just kind of dip a little bit. You don't, like, grab it and shake yeah. it like you would have dude. But, yeah, you, you know. It is... There's probably a word for that, but you do the thing you do with Noble One. Yes. It is a pleasure to meet you. I am Dara Rastam. I know you don't recognize you from the Senate, but you appear not to be an aide. Uh, from your badge, you take it you're a guest of someone. Uh, yes, I am. Um... <laughs> I used to serve in the military, and uh, some of the things I had done have gotten slightly noticed. 
and I was invited here today to see all of uh, what was going on. And it is truly impressive because I have always loved uh, everything here. And I was truly happy to see it here. She kind of nods a bit. That is certainly the power of the exaltation day. So what all, what's all about? Is it not the even common folk such as yourself getting a glimpse into the life of the aristocracy? Um, it was a pleasure meeting you, uh, sir, Rostin. That will do. Kind of questioningly. So, you want to make a discovery check. What do you want to learn about her? You don't have to necessarily, like, a discovery check or an influence check doesn't mean you're literally talking to them for 15 minutes. Just, yeah. Especially discovery, just kind of being around the area where she is, you can learn things about her. You want to learn a strength or a weakness or an influence skill? Hmm. The discovery skills for her are sense motive or knowledge nobility. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use sense motive. And uh, I will go for weakness. I, I won't go for weakness, actually, because and just from talking. check tells you what role you need to work with her. I mean, yeah, you can, there's nothing, you can learn strengths and weaknesses from just talking to them. Yeah, talking to her, I can, I can already tell one of her weaknesses is obviously a uh, kid. But you said she had two or just one? She had two, but she mentioned one. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway. She's a favorite. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I will go for an influence. All right. So, roll me a knowledge nobility or a sense motive. That is a 21. That is enough for you to learn two influence skills. Roll randomly. She can be influenced with appraise, as she is, uh, you can tell from her dress, not actually great at telling the value of things. So she's very easily easy to impress by acting like you're much richer or fancier than you are. And she is also very easily intimidated. <laughs> That's funny. So, appraise or intimidate will function well with Countess Pace. Okay. Belor, right. what do you want to do with your action? Scroll back over so I can... I'm pulling you. Did I not just pull you? You didn't. Oops. But I'm here. <laughs> weird, I pulled me. Anyway. Talk to the Marcus here. She seems to be not moving. He's just kind of hanging out. She, like, looking more at the animals, or...? She does not appear to be inserting herself with people very much, and she is largely just more interested with the plants, the gardens, the zoo here. Uh, she looks outright bored, really. But you can, you can certainly talk to her. You have an interest in nature, I take it? And she looks at you, looks at you kind of up and down and raises an eyebrow uh, very bluntly, not even like subtly. I'm a gnome. That's fairly standard. I'm Fair a... enough. You're not from the Senate. That's... Hold on a second. And she closes her eyes like she's thinking. 
uh, the grits are just a bit. I should know this. Can't remember all the various bloodlines. There's just so many. I, I don't mean to offend. I don't recognize the badge you have. Well, I'm not exactly from Opara either. More from uh, Casimir, much closer to the Verudin Forest. Makes more sense. Uh, half elf, nearly as out of place here as I am. I'm a uh, Marquez Starborn. Bellor Landless. Oh, pleasure to make your acquaintance, Landless. <laughs> what brings you to this droll event? Well, I always try to make it around to Opara for the Grand Day of Exaltation. When I can, at least. Hmm. Is it that interesting, really? I'm coming more than once. It's the guess... biggest celebration the country has, I would think. Eh, not wrong. I guess if I could see it as less of work, perhaps it would be more interesting to me. Very much feel like I'm here because I have to be. You understand him. Well, perhaps somewhat. I don't actually rightly know what brings you here. Uh, work this time, so somewhat less exciting than previous years. Of course. Here because we have to be. Well, still, no fault in enjoying your time. It's important in life. You'll find at least some amount of enjoyment in what you do, or why bother doing it? You can't commit to something you have to force yourself through every day. Exactly. So, Landless, that's your... I've heard of that house. Well, I don't recognize the badge, though, so it's not terribly surprising. Again, it makes sense. I... I something I try to do is a challenge for myself. I try to memorize more of these noble houses, but oh, there are so many! <laughs> Doesn't it? It does. It really does. They don't understand the human obsession with bloodlines and nobilities. That's... Well, that's how Taldor's run for thousands of years, so... Taldor has run for thousands of years. I suppose that doesn't speak for itself to some extent. So are you... You're not a senator. You're an aide? A noble merchant? I... A wizard by the garb, I assume. Of course. Are you... I... Oh, whoa, you're one of Avernathus' protégés. Do no, I you have his badge. That makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> she almost seems to like continue replying to herself and like not even letting you into the conversation. She's the nuances of etiquette seem to be largely more lost on her than it is the vast majority of other people here at this gala. Just gonna kind of chuckle at her doing all this. I, I, I don't know. Tell me. I am not a senator, but I have been getting myself rather heavily involved in politics as of late. Getting Taldor. on in years. Figure Taldor I'd do something Taldor with myself. Does, of course. I don't understand the appeal. Get out while you still can. Take my advice. You don't <laughs> want to spend any more of your time in this hall than you have to. Outside of these galas, it's dreary. Downright bleak. And she just looks around at the everyone here with no impression whatsoever. So, do you want to make an influencer discovery check with her? I'll do a discovery. Alright. Uh, for Marques Starborn, 
her discovery checks are sense motive. I'm pretty sure that literally works on everybody. I think discovery can always be done with sense motive. It is sense motive. Knowledge, nature, and spellcraft. I'll try to figure out what one of her influence skills is. Okay. That will get you all three of her influence skills. I know everything about this woman. <laughs> she can be influenced with perform comedy. She is a small gnome, and she can also be fairly well intimidated. And also with spellcraft, with a special bonus, Starborn can be influenced with a very easy spellcraft DC if you actually cast magic, which keep in mind is not allowed here. So after that, we've all been here at the gala for about 15 minutes. And this is actually a perfect one to end this first round on as Baylor is talking to Marquez Starborn. Uh, right, she finishes this conversation and you, uh, you start to learn about her a bit, figure out what may or may not work. You notice that a lot of people are flowing into the general middle gardens here. And anybody in the gallery or within eyesight of A6 would notice that a lot of the, not the senators, but just the general nobles and aristocracy are also moving out of there and even out of the Arcade of Triumphs are in out of the edges of the Arcade of Triumphs into more of the middling area and around the garden itself. Most of the senators aren't bothered, but most of the other not quite as important people are all starting to just pack this garden area. Uh, something is clearly starting to happen here. And any of you that want to move to the garden, you can, because again, this is all on a time scale. We can move about freely. Well, I won't. I'll stay here unless uh, they both leave. They do not. Uh, Pace, at this also, point, would move down to the center floor, though. P-Bake, please. Yeah, I, I was going to introduce this event and then do a P-Bake real quick. That's the okay, thank God. I'm sorry. So, uh... <laughs> Anyone who wants to move themselves into the garden for whatever is clearly happening here, feel free. And yeah, it is pee break time. So let's pee break real quick. And then... All right. So as everyone swells into area A2... Oh, wait. I thought you said Pace didn't leave. I said Pace didn't go there. She went down to the center floor. Oh, Pace I meant like... Yeah, I was saying, like, I wouldn't move if they didn't move. But uh, if, yeah, yeah I'll, if I'll Pace left, then I would follow her, like, a... Yeah, I'll follow a moment later, so I'm not weird. But, uh, Inorian, now you're... Most of your crowd will also be moving into A2. Uh, as people... As this, like, swell of people came through the Arcade of Triumphs, it took with it most of the people you were talking to. You're not gonna, like, lose any progress on impressing yourself into the Arcade by going here now. Okay. I was just waiting to see what you said about our people. Yeah. Yep, you're good. So, uh, as you gather in, you two would see first 
coming in through the Arcade of Triumphs, this horde of people is gathered around the newly arrived Princess Eutropia Stavian, who somewhat impressively, for being such a major, uh, major figure, managed to just kind of slip in unannounced and mostly unnoticed. But she has now very much been realized and is in the center of a huge horde of nobles and senators of less influence just trying to get the eye and ear of the princess. And as Inori and Nell head into the area and Baylor and Starboard both kind of turn their attention to what's happening over here. Lady Marilla, next to Stavian, clinks her glass a few times, and the dull roar that is the horde of people here starts to die down. And she calls out over the crowd, The Princess Eutropia would like to address, address the gathering. And everyone backs away a little bit, giving them slightly more space, as Eutropia and Marilla both move down towards the edge of the balcony here and Eutropia physically climbs up on the like stone railing to be up above everyone and address down to the crowd and so she calls out my friends colleagues and assorted enemies it's wonderful to see you all out in your finery beneath the beautiful stars tonight well what will be in a few hours, I hope. And there's a uh, chuckle rippling uh, through the crowd. I thought this I would be able to go unnoticed a little bit longer than I did, but at least we came prepared, right? With any luck, the weather will be the only thing that refuses to change this evening. We've all gathered here tonight to honor Master Calbio of Breezy Creek, a master artisan and true patriot. For his exquisite skill and service, to our glorious empire. Master Calbio demonstrates so eloquently that a heart may be noble, regardless of the status of one's birth. And while it may be premature, I hope to be the first to congratulate you, sir, on the exaltation you will see tonight and welcome you into the ranks of Taldor's long-lived aristocracy. And she holds up a drink with that and everybody in the audience starts applauding and looking around, but Calbio does not appear to be out here. He's probably still back on the Senate floor over there hanging out, completely unaware that really anything is happening. And as everyone looks around and the applause and the cheering settles back down, she continues. But we gather here to discuss matters of state as well. And just as the exaltation reminds us that our glorious empire must always look out into the world to refresh the greatness of its leadership, we must all look out into the world around us and see how it has grown. The child nations our empire birthed, Andoran, Sheliak's last wall, have grown strong by examining the great traditions they inherited from our motherland and embracing those relevant to this new world and discarding those that held them back. So too will we, this very night, examine one of Taldor's oldest traditions a rites of primogeniture, with eyes wide open to determine whether it has held us back 
from the glory and stability our wayward states have found. Everybody make me a perception check. Well, not uh, Dara, because you're not here. Oh, okay. Nobody else might do so It was physically a make a perception check. Pranked. Uh, Nell, you notice... I lost my place real quick. You notice one of the serving staff uh, break away from the group and head over towards the apiary here on the northern edge of the courtyard. He's moving. It's somewhat odd. He seems a bit nervous. Baylor, you've noticed that he has a strange, almost like fluorescent green alchemical bar clutched in his hands. <coughs> but Eutropia, you just noticed that. If you want to do anything, tell me, but Eutropia is still talking. What I notice enough for me to consider him suspicious. You notice he's doing something out of the ordinary. I mean, I'd at least be curious. I don't know if I would necessarily go do something. No, you can, but you can head over and go look. That's like uh, it's up here. That's where the apiary is. So you can definitely go head over and look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend like nothing's wrong and just say to Starborn, maybe get away from all these people it's a bit crowding and start heading towards following that guy so you you two head over towards the apiary and Ori is by the apiary but doesn't notice the this servant moving weirdly over there it doesn't notice anything out of place uh, as Utropia continues our obligation tonight is not about one person or one vote in the senate it's about the nation we love about ensuring this nation does not fall behind the times. Uh, Baylor and Nell, you would notice by this point the servant has gotten to the apiaries and he just places the little green bar. Uh, he kind of tucks it in the crevice uh, on the top of one of the boxes uh, just over the lip and leaves it there. And as he puts it down, he turns the head back in towards the center floor. I would like to intercept him because that is suspicious. Uh, he leaves it there, and you intercept him, and the servant, uh, just kind of accustomed to making his way around nobles, uh, with a quick pardon me, goes to step around you. I'll put my arm in the way and ask him what exactly he just left, uh, sitting there. And you, uh, so you stop him for a second and ask him what he's like, um, hey, it's just part of the, the, the beekeeping. One of the senators said it needed to be there. These are distressed. Uh, apologies. I'm not normally in charge of the apiaries. I have a few different questions about that. Um, why would a senator know what to do with the apiaries in the first place? Um, uh, it's far for me to question their hobbies or pursuits. I just I, I just do as I'm told is there something I can help you with because I have uh, much to do um I guess a sense motive because he's not doing anything he just left it there 
So just. Uh, I mean, let's see. I'm sincere. Yeah. <laughs> I guess let me actually. Just in case. Roll. I should always roll just so I get in the habit of it. Hey, Simpson, sir. And you're going to have to whether they're lying or not just rolling a bluff check. Yeah. I mean, seems so, sincere. I don't have a reason to stop him. I don't know like, better. You're by the apiary. Do you have craft alchemy or knowledge nature? You have knowledge nature, don't you? you just I you have knowledge nature. Uh, you can try to identify that little bar with knowledge nature. You identify, you're not really sure exactly what the bar itself is, but you recognize the scent. Uh, this is an alchemical stimulant, and it's going to dramatically agitate this. Just gonna kind of remove that. If I can. Yeah, you can, you can just pick it up, and it's not like dangerous to touch or anything, you can just like pick it up and take it can have the angry V-bar. Take that away. And I assume I'd probably have noticed Nell intercept the guy. Yeah. I mean, that would only be like 15 feet away from you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could just step yeah. over. He's, he's right there. It'll only take you a second to identify that, pick it up, and step over to him. Uh, Raze yeah. is going to step away from Nell. The... Would he have let the servant go by this point? No, he's still there. He would be letting right. him go, but he's still there. I probably didn't overhear their conversation, though. No. If you were looking at the bar, you wouldn't have heard what they yeah. said. Uh, would I see that he has the bar? Do you have it like in your hand, or I? Did you put it away? I probably would have tried to tuck it away somewhere. Alright, so you, you tuck it away. I guess I'll ask. Uh, did you find anything? Was it I actually? Did. What did you? Uh, what did he put in there? I do not know exactly what it is, but it shouldn't be there. Has that servant gone far enough away I wouldn't be able to follow him after hearing that? Uh, he's definitely going. You could try, they could like run after him. He would, he, they're, they're, they're quick. He's like, he's speed leading. But uh, yeah. you could follow after him quickly and catch him again. He's not like sprinting away or anything. Okay. Um, so you can, like, move over here I'll and catch, catch up to him. Yeah. And I will, again, ask him this time who told him to put that there. He, he shrugs. He says, I apologize, sir. I don't know the names of all of the senators here. Right? One of them approached me and said to leave that bar by the bees and that the scent would keep them calm for the evening and present, prevent any incidents. He well, seems whoever... like super nervous, but yeah. doesn't like outright seem like he's lying. It just seems like he also knows this is out of the ordinary. Yeah, well, whoever it is that told you to put that there, I I, I know very little of this, but my um, acquaintance here has informed me that this would do the exact opposite. 
and would cause quite the trouble for everyone gathered here. You have a description of this individual. Uh, and he just kind of looks back and forth between the two of you. I, well, he is, uh, younger in his 30s. He's one of the military types, I believe, wearing a, wearing a breastplate. I, I know that's near half of them, but I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know about their names. I apologize. Would that be another sense motive to see if he's telling the truth, or can I not yeah, do that again? Yeah, you sense that again. See if, like, that's okay. specifically a lie. There's definitely nothing to stop from sense motiving every fucking word out of a guy's mouth. But, Fair. Uh, I don't want to, like, overuse sense motive, you know? Yeah, it seems to I wouldn't roll unless you have, like, a reason to. But, I mean, you still have a fair reason for that. It still doesn't seem like that's a lie either. Chances are somebody who is politically inclined has told you to do something that would be against the better health of the people here. I don't believe you're at fault. Just don't listen to whoever it was again if you see them, please. They uh, obviously do not have our best interest in mind. I, I said, of course. And he... Get her off. As you're right next to Starboard, she uh, just kind of chuckles. As well, Sir Landless, in the surprising amount about the its wildlife, not many would recognize a scent like that. Well, you know, half elf, uh, half elven senses and all living near the Verudin Forest, you pick up on a few things. <laughs> no one's so interesting in politics, you. Right quick to walk away from the princess herself giving a speech. People around here notice things like that. I think people would also notice a swarm of angry bees. Ah, they would. Would it be a terrible thing to shake up the events here, though? Would it really? It'd be entertaining, if nothing else. I can agree to some extent, but if it involves people getting hurt, I'm not so inclined to let it happen. Eh, I disagree there. I mean, no harm in it, of course, just really anything other than the status quo is ideal, usually. Alright, and Nori, you would have heard the rest of Eutrophia's speech while Nal and Bello are busy dealing with this bar and you had literally no <laughs> idea anything was happening. Um, well, no, I, I'm sure when they started chasing them down, she probably just watched and shook her head and just stood there and watched the princess's speech instead. Yeah, you would have heard her conclude her speech just kind of finishing up. Uh, for the descendants of the mighty Aslant, they worked together to avoid sharing that empire's fate. Taldor endures, Wakanda forever, whatever, uproarious cheering. And uh, then the <laughs> huge horde doesn't necessarily dissipate so much as it uh, backs up and spreads a bit, but with a still quite a flock of people trying to get any amount of the princess's attention. So, with that, I will throw each of you another action. And another social round. Alright, so we'll start with Nori. Do you have anything particularly you want to know? 
Uh, where at the Counts here too? Still, right? I didn't want to get too far him for whenever. Yeah, you're still you're still over. Just like you didn't really leave the area. Uh, Count Vespire is still in there, yes. With a very angry dog. Yeah, dogs acting up about something. <laughs> On me this time. Was he the one who didn't like dogs? Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's the Shenmue. No, it's definitely not me. Uh, man, I'm, I'm going to come over here and find out what happened with the, with these guys. Well, you're going no. to see me pulling out my scroll case and stuffing that bar into it and shutting the scroll case. <laughs> I mean, you guys... It's not like, it's not an incredibly overpowering spell, obviously, because bees can smell it way better than we can. The bar, like, if you stick the bar up to your nose, which you pretty much had to do it to identify it, you can tell, like, oh, sure, I know what this is. But it's not like it's actively offensive. But yeah, put it in the scroll case, the bees can't smell it either, because that's the bad time well, bar. Well, I, I also don't want to be want it to be found on me. I don't want to have it somewhere obvious. Also true. Also true. Like, with, we were explicitly told we couldn't bring volatile alchemical things in, and I just confiscated yeah, the volatile one. alchemical thing. I mean, you could go turn it over. You had one job. It, it's fine in the scroll case for now. Yeah. In my scroll case, put my scroll case in my bag. I mean, the princess is giving a speech, and you guys are over here. Oh, boy. I don't know. I hope it was worth it. Inori, let me ask you something. What? See those bees over there? Okay, there's bees. If they got really angry, how do you think things would go? Probably not the best, especially at a gala such as this. I, well, I see where you're coming from. We have just stopped that from happening, so... Man, politicians. So now that now they're, they're sabotaging and trying to get bees to stir up the place? Absolutely. Any little thing to lower the standing of a political enemy. Ugh. The shady, underhanding stuff really bugs me. That's enough out of you. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away from them now. It's just like, God damn it! Also, oh crap! I have something I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, you said you can't. Um, the count is still up there, so I'm gonna. Is this fire still in here? Are you going back into the arcade? Yeah, going back in that so, room. As you walk back into the arcade, you see Zisper kind of looking down. As he sees you, his eyes go wide. He just motions you over. Which one is that? Oh, I didn't get the handout for the princess and all those. I, I don't know if those are supposed to be in the, the book. Oh, the yeah, let me, yeah. Let me reveal those ones. Let me give you... Uh, first of all... Oh no, roll 20. Don't freeze. No! The it's journal fine for me. Too, yeah, my, my roll 20, my nose froze. The journal is too much. I have too many things. Oh, there too we go. Too many things. Here, let me give you a pace for Dara. He has that one. And That's you... different from her token, isn't it? 
so. Oh, uh, looks the same. Same earrings and stuff, oh, just not Starborn, as big. Starborn, you should talk to her too. Oh my god, so the problem, the potential flaw mm. with the Roll20 modules is that this is way too much shit in one campaign for Roll20 to handle because it's going to actually take me a full minute to reveal it to this to you. Because Roll20 is like, oh my god. You want me to do what with this? There's so many people here. Why have you done this to me? Can't believe you've done this. But you don't know that I have one for the princess herself. Let me well, she's not important. Just the princess, the big girl. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that the princess has one actually, which does seem kind of weird. You would think. She yeah, she's would... probably not important. Yeah, no. I guess fucking princess Eutropia fucking Stavian is not an important character. So yeah, I don't actually have a a journal entry for her for you. Perfect. So, That's fine. She's the princess. She's just the princess. I mean, she's kind of like so... Aha! There's one hidden in book four! Found it! <laughs> like, she's so important that it doesn't matter to us because we're not important enough. That was what I was going to say. Like, she's so fucking above you, it's actually irrelevant to you. But there Plus you go. Presence. Oh, okay. I'll give you 20 more minutes to fucking give you an access while we're all 20 chunks. It's fucking hardest. <laughs> You think that they would have thought about this when trying to incorporate everything? The journal can't handle this many entries out! I think you possibly are meant to delete the older ones as you go on and not have all four books loaded up at once, maybe? Yeah. Because after we finish book one, I, I may go through. Oh, and because we fucking doing this all video game style now, mm -hmm. you guys have earned a bestiary entry. Ta-da! It's the bees. Oh no. You, oh, yeah, you all of our fucking links are still fight. there. It's only a matter of time. It's gonna crash. And it's, gonna be horrible. <laughs> it's never gonna come back. I like this. It's like when you're playing through, uh, like Mass Effect or Dragon Age or something. You unlock fucking journal entries that That's you why I, never go look at. That's... I wanted them because, like, I have the worst time remembering people, and having this shit is very helpful. Yeah, there we go. You got all the people, and then you also get one for bees. Because the bees didn't get pissed off. Oh, they're giant bees, too. Yeah, just to make life worse. They're, they're not just regular successfully diverted the bees. They're giant bees. I forgot we still have the fucking links in here for when I was showing you guys how we were going to use this for internal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that YouTube link is still the fuck bees song. <laughs> well, there's two down there, aren't there? Two yeah, we put, we put fucking gifts and... There's an Imgur link, too. Anyway, uh, Zespire motions you over. And I'll give okay. you Zespires as well. So fucking like, I wish Roll20 didn't freeze for a solid 30 seconds every time I tried to reveal one of these. Because <laughs> there's so many in one place. Normally, we're not going to have this problem where it's like, this building has 20 meaningful NPCs in it. This is just kind of like the intro of the whole campaign. And seeing as it's War, War for the Crown, the major players in the Taldon Senate are kind of major NPCs for most of the game. So I sort of have to post all of them up front. But there you go, there's Count Zespire. The emotions bet you back over and turns away from his conversation, uh, kind of laughing and smiling. But as he turns to you, his eyes get kind of wide and he grits his teeth. Where are you? 
You're supposed to stay here. Take this. Run, quickly. Take it to him. Timing is of the essence. And the name again? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to flip 24 pages. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were RPing him like... Like glaring at you. Oh, you go. Gallery, upstairs. Okay. And I'm going to briskly move my way that. I'm going to do this very briskly. You're going to make me either an escape artist check or a combat maneuver check to actually just bullet through the crowd and get here quickly. Wow, okay. Good luck, buddy. Bring that up. So, uh, you can literally just click on CMB or you can just click on escape artist, but you probably want to click on CMB. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking is I don't think I have escape artist you no I don't it's, it's yeah it's bad CMB yeah, is what I'm looking for yes. combat maneuver alright uh, go that's pretty fucking good with you, the swiftness uh, yeah you are, are very very quickly make your way through oops Make your way through to the uh, Senate Hall and up the stairs to the uh, the gallery, cutting through the crowd like nothing. And as you arrive here at the Junior Senate, you hand him the missive, uh, and he turns... Who? He takes it from you. I'm sorry, I don't recognize you. And he opens it up and looks at it. Oh, oh, yes, of course. And then runs back down the stairs with... As much haste as you just had, <laughs> trying to run off to the gallery in the first place. Yeah, she's just standing there shaking her head like, <laughs> The dude just takes off from you. <laughs> Unfortunately, since you do that so quickly, that actually does not take your social action. But let's move on to Dara. Dara, you are still kind of floating around Countess Pace here on the main floor. Uh, with the peasant you can now identify as Calbio talking to an even larger crowd of people it starts is trickling back in here from the garden hmm. no yeah i know um i'm th- thinking yeah you don't have like around as 10 as uh, 10 seconds this time so feel free to think Can yeah come back to you yeah because i'm still deciding on if i want to keep dealing with her or attempt to yeah. find the other one Bellor. gonna Look to Nell and say, "Well, Sir Stalwart, we've taken Lady Starborn's entertainment away for the evening. Perhaps you could do some entertaining for her instead." As I start heading away, right, so you here. head you head over towards the Senate part, uh, where you see Dara just sort of lurking around, uh, maybe making some small talk with some other nobles that are in the area, but seems to mostly be keeping an eye towards Countess Pace. Uh, You know, because he shared his mission that he's particularly interested in finding out what exactly her standing is. Yeah, what she's going to do. I didn't actually put this in anybody's journals. Huh, I can show it to you without actually putting it in your journal. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to put the ones that have been revealed to everyone in the journal. Uh-uh. 
which was you revealed yours and now revealed his. I didn't realize. I thought the show to players, but put it in your journals. My bad. Oh yeah, I, th I thought you did it on purpose. I was I was gonna bring it up and be like, hey, I don't actually have theirs. I just saw it when you gave it, but I was like, oh, it makes sense. I don't literally. I didn't write no, that down was a actually, copy. I didn't know that was how roll twenty works. Huh. Uh, but yeah, you would remember from your briefing that he is trying to determine her intentions, along with one other senator. Uh, but you make your way into the Senate floor. I imagine after a different target. There are enough people in here now to just influence the room. Oh yeah, no, A3 is the one you can't influence. A3 was so the it's one. It's like the middle okay. walkway without one lady is. Uh, A6 Senator Palpatine right now. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely play it there in the A6. Um, I'd like to like not wave like openly, but like make a gesture towards uh, his character to speak to him before anything happens. Yeah, as you come in, you kind of see each other and you nod to him real quick. And Baylor, you see Yara. Oh. Motion to you. Do you do you know anything of uh, jewelry, fineries, anything like that? Uh, a fair amount, I'd say. Okay, because I'm for my mission. I am trying to, to uh, figure out what she, uh, the side she is on, on which way the vote is going to go, and I was, I don't have the means to uh, speak to her very well. So I was hoping that maybe you could help me if uh, I can find a way for you to speak to her. I can do what I can, yes. Okay, good. Uh, she seemed... <laughs> I don't care to intimidate her. It's uh, it's not of really any interest. But uh, she does seem to like extravagant things. And I'll motion to her... Uh, like dress and the, she has general appearance. Yeah, her huge. I, 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 huge I do earrings. see that. I can see that being a thing. Yes. Okay. And you can Thank see that she is uh, at the moment just largely trying to cling on to another big name senator. Uh, just very much fake laughing at something she just said. And the other senators, uh, probably smiling, but Lady Clement doesn't seem terribly enthused by Pace's presence. I'll see what I can do. Of course. Um, I'm trying to think of a way to uh, approach her. She... I don't assume you have any children, as you probably would have brought them with you to uh, be watched over. So out of character, I'm a middle-aged half-elf. I could have full-grown children by this point. Do you? I, I have no like, idea. No, 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 backstory, no, like, like, no, no, like I don't. But yeah, no, Dora has no idea. Like, looking oh. at you, you, yeah, he has. He knows nothing about elves. Yeah, he has elves. Shit about half elves. But yeah, I mean, like, if you, you can have kids. Yeah, no, that's I, 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 I don't. It's just like okay. <laughs> I, he would laugh at you thinking that if I had children, they would need it to had, watch yeah, other by little, this point. Yeah, because yeah. I have no idea how old you are. You look to me around my like, age. Like, I could have kids older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's nuts. But, uh, but yeah, so, anyway. So I'll, I'll laugh at that comment a bit, but be like, I do not. <laughs> I see. Uh, she takes a lot of interest in, uh, honestly, what seemed to be only one of her, uh, what looked like two children. And uh, that's unfortunately all I really know. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know it too good of a way to get you in just talking to her. Well, we've plenty of time. That we do. Are you currently in here for uh, part of your mission? Which uh, I'm not exactly sure what you are doing. Gonna. It's gonna be kind of hard to do with the number of people in here, but motion over towards the guy over there. This Viscontus. Oh wait, no, that's the wrong one. Who are you looking for? Oh, Kara. Yeah, down here. Sorry. Yeah. I was like the ninety-year-old lady. <laughs> like. No. <laughs> I don't think that's who you meant to, but yeah, fair enough. No, I, I like I saw the N out oh, of the corner yeah. of my eye. I'm like, no, that one. <laughs> yeah, this guy down here, Baron. Okay. Uh, you are going to deal with the Baron. You well, I've you know of him, I'm sure. Oh. Yes, I very much know of him. What exactly are you doing? Calling in a favor. I see. I doubt I have uh, anything I could do to help you with that. But if there is, just of course tell me. I'll let you know. Understood. Well, for the time being, I'm going to go look for my other uh, <laughs> mark, so to speak. So I will tell you, Mansha, because I'm pretty sure you're just mechanically supposed to know this outright. There's two different ways you can accomplish your mission. You can just directly intimidate him regardless of what his influence skills are. you It's a much higher DC than everything else here, but you can just intimidate him directly. Or you can just influence him like you do anybody. And right. do the less browbeaty approach. You have options. So, Miller, what's the plan? What would I need for just the room in general right now? Uh, to play the room here, where there's a bunch of senators hanging out and a bunch of would-be nobles taking the opportunity to live out their Senate power fantasies, issuing mock legislation. There's a lot of people debating just for fun. Uh, knowledge local, nobility, or religion would be helpful here. Bluff, perform oratory, or sense motive. See, these are the people I want to be talking to anyway. Oh, uh, I'll be right back. It started to rain. I gotta move my truck. Okay. So I'm just gonna try to work myself into stuff. Knowledge local. Alright, so you just step up in 18 on knowledge local. And, uh, yeah, you you just start basically interacting with the other not the senators so much but just the the crowd of nobles around here uh just winging in and out of a couple minor debates uh discussing some bits of legislature that have passed uh, with your pol uh, political background your knowledge of the area and its general governing body 
Even though you're not from Apara, you know a lot about what goes on here. And you also have interesting outside knowledge from Casimir that a lot of people here wouldn't necessarily have. That's interesting to the kind of people that would spend their evening hanging out on the Senate floor, <laughs> pretending to be senators, largely. So, uh... I mean, that's what I'm doing, pretending to be a senator. Dara, have you decided what it is you want to do? Uh, I'm gonna go look for the other guy. Okay. Uh, you stroll around the area for, for a while. Duke Leonard. Trying to find who you are after uh, before finding him up in the Grand Library on, in the north. Uh, Duke Leonard Centimus is incredibly easy to locate because he very much stands out because he's in a wheelchair. Because he's not standing. Yeah, he's in a... That was fast. <laughs> he didn't do a... that on purpose. That's what makes it even better. He's a, he's in a, what appears to be particularly ornate, clockwork, wheelchair, uh, that he uses to scoot himself around. But when he moves, uh, seems to exhibit a large variety of assorted clicking and whirring noises as the thing pushes him around. I'm back. <laughs> so, Joe. Yeah, um, okay. I'll approach him, uh, to talk to him. I'm interested in his, uh, thingy, wheelchair. That one, that's not what I'd call it. What would I call it? Moving chair. Probably a wheelchair. I mean, wheelchairs are a thing that's incredibly simple with a chair with wheels on it. I'm sure they have Yeah, I know that. But. Really? You think they had wheelchairs? I'm hot. Do you think they didn't? Like. I don't know. You put wheels care. on a chair. No. You, like back when people had carriages, they just gave them like fucking uh really old versions of uh crutches. So one man rickshaw. Yeah, well this guy okay. has like can't use his legs at all. I, I'm positive, especially being a noble who doesn't have to move around that much, a senator. I am surely I'm surely positive that wheelchairs are available to these people. Nah, a clockwork fancy wheelchair, maybe not, but wheelchairs are not non-existent. I'm sure. Okay, we're gonna make me Google something real quick. Hold on. Thirty-three. <laughs> Nineteen thirty-three. Seventeen eighty-three. Wow, so actually, I'm way, way off. Way, I mean, that's like that's way later than I thought it would be. All right, well, okay, maybe it's not super common. Though. Maybe wheelchairs are not incredibly fancy, or well, they are incredibly fancy. They're not very commonplace. Well, they kind of something you'd regularly see, I suppose. But anyway. They took a rickshaw, and they took the two sticks off the front. You approach him, and you uh, introduce yourself. And he nods and holds out his hand for handshakes. Uh, Duke Leonard Centimus. Pleasure to make you acquaintance. The name is Dara Rastam. I was just honestly interested in the wheelchair you have here. Oh, it you is, like it? It is something else for sure. I have, uh, I have built this whole thing myself. Actually, it took a whole lot of elbow grease and effort, but I think I've finally got it mostly working for me. It's interesting what you can do with an understanding of physics. True. That is quite impressive that you did this yourself. Uh, do you have knowledge engineering or disabled device? I don't believe so. Okay, so you're just like, this is really cool. You don't really understand it, but you think it's uh, it's 
you, 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 that's exactly why you're impressed by it. It's because you, you don't understand it. You don't understand the mechanisms to make this thing work. Yeah, Nazi and Smasa. Well, thank you, well, sir, uh, if it is Sir Rostam. This brings you to the Senate Hall this evening. Uh, uh, I was invited here uh, for some of the things that I had done while I was in the military. It uh, It's truly impressive here. Um, do you Have you come to all of these before? Uh, of course, found us in and out of the Senate for, well, it's got to be at least six, seven years now. Uh, not typically always I that comes down here, but either I or the my lady, the Grand Duchess of Sarah, comes down on behalf of large parts of the Tandak Prefecture whenever Senate's in session. Uh, she could not be making it, so me and a few of the other dukes have drawn the straws to make the long journey down here, so it shall be. Well, uh, I was curious, are you excited for uh, what's going to be happening later with the Senate? Uh, well, surely it'll be the walk of history. It's been quite some time since Taldor has faced something as divided the population as heavily as his primogeniture vote. It'll be interesting to be involved, surely. And if this is your first time here, Sir Rosdam, you've picked a very good year to attend. I'm happy to hear it. It uh, it seems very interesting. If you don't mind me asking, uh... I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing at this thing. I know, I saw it. God so good. I, so I didn't good. want to bring it up. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck me!" It was a good thing I'm on push to talk because I just actually started laughing while you're talking. All right, I'm good. <clears throat> Fuck, that's good. Damn you, Aragon. Anyway. All right. Uh, if you do not mind me asking, uh, what side are you on? Uh, quite bold for a man who's just met. Uh, Tandak is a large prefecture, uh, second only to Aparo in size. It's got people on both sides of the situation, and I'm still at this very moment not entirely positive which direction the Duchess will request that I vote. It's hard to represent such a vast swath of differing cultures and people. But I'd be remiss to state clearly that one side or the other was correct here. It's a nuanced issue, to be sure. That it is. You are completely right. Well. So, do you want to make a check of him? Yes. I will uh, use a discovery. Alright, his... Discovery checks are also a sense motive or knowledge or ability. It is going to be most of the senators here. So I'll be rolling a lot of sense motive. <laughs> you want to, you're learning one. You want it was an influence check? No, this was a discovery. Yes, but I mean, discovery, do you want an influence check? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know uh, one of his weaknesses. Okay. Uh, as you're talking to him, after your first introduction there, you realize that he's got into politics and he's a senator, he'll talk this, but he was actually somewhat excited that you took notice of the work he put into his wheelchair. If somebody talked to him who knew a little more about it with, I don't know, disabled device or knowledge engineering, <laughs> he would actually, he, he very much appreciates, I uh, would very much appreciate, you're sure, 
explaining the nuances of his clockwork device to someone. But they'd have to be able to understand. Understood. So we got Dara, we got then Valor. I'll, uh, I'll, shake his, I'll shake his hand and leave as well. So now. <clears throat> Alright. Well, <laughs> seeing as this is where we left off, I'll, um, I can track up a conversation and then go do something else for my turn. Yeah, you can just talk to her and not use your accent to influence her. Because, I mean, this is, again, it's 15 okay. minutes is the round. So, like, Dara was talking to Sentimus for, like, 10 minutes before he came out. Okay. But we um, would be in the Exaltation Gala for four months real time if we RP'd out the entirety of everyone's conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will, um... It was Baylor who was over here, right? Yep. Uh, yes. And he just okay. left you. Well, with Baylor taking his leave and what he said about the entertainment thing, I will, um... I guess I'm wearing colorful and uh, non-standard clothing. I will see if I can entertain Miss Starborn for... Or, is it Marquis? Uh, Marquess. Marquess. Entertain uh, uh, Marquess Starborn for a minute just by being unique. Yeah, and I mean, she would very much appreciate that. The Marquess, the, even with a little bit that you've been exposed to her, quite clearly doesn't really want to be here. She's not big into politics, and uh, she stays largely away from the subject while you're talking to her. But she is more than happy to just joke around, talk about some of the random animals here, dumb life stories. She is more than into that kind of conversation. Uh, you get the feeling that you've made a fairly good impression on her by being more interested in dealing with the bee situation than listening to the princess herself give a speech. Uh, and she seems to be taking a liking to you and probably also Baylor. But you remember her warning that people notice and the opposite effect may have occurred elsewhere. Well, thankfully for myself, I'm not so interested in the whole politi politics things either. Hey, I, uh, yeah, I agree with her earlier sentiment about the bees thing, just not the, the getting people hurt thing. Yeah. So, uh, after that short conversation, I will, um, ask Marquez uh, Marquez Starborn if she would appreciate uh, more comp later on at some point during the gala and tell her that I unfortunately do have a task I must see to for the time. Of course. Regardless of political ambition, everybody here has something or other they're hoping to accomplish. Myself included. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Starboard. And she does like a almost dumb little fake curtsy, like as a joke. And, uh... I'll do a humorous bow in return. And heads over towards the Eucentrifty Garden, over towards Earl Varma. Alright. Go back over here and return to my task. What Continue should... playing the room! Where, where did we leave off? Uh, you... Uh, now that everyone is done with fawning over the princess's speech, most of the people 
uh, a lot of the same people and a lot of other people have filtered in here and it doesn't take you long to get back to just going around with a fairly large group of nobles just discussing the various stories behind different noble lines and artifacts throughout the Arcade of Time. So you can just make another influence check to play the room if you want. Alright. Uh, perception, appraise, knowledge, nobility, appraise, and... Appraise, knowledge, history, or nobility, perception, spellcraft, or use magic device. Okay. I'll go with the appraise. Alright. Go up with your uh, antiquing skills. Just as good. Those are incredibly solid antiquing skills. Do you, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> God damn. My character is very diverse. Yeah, no kidding. So you start going around, and uh, you've moved on from just talking about the various noble houses, and you, you very much impress the people that you're discussing things with with the versatility of your knowledge. You know a pretty good amount about everything. And what's most important is even if you don't know the history or backstory of a particular artifact, you are very much able, uh, able to assess these different things as antiques. And as you make your various little introductions and whatnot uh, in the area with various people to drop in and out of conversation that uh, want a word with you, he who seems to know basically everything, one of the people who approaches you and introduces herself is Lady Copernia Val. And she introduces Excellent. herself as the curator of the Arcade of Triumphs. And she's a, a middle-aged woman that's much more hunched over than she should be for not being that horribly old. Who's clearly spent pretty much an entire life hunched over a table, uh, identifying artifacts and doing what she can. I don't have a pop-out thing for her because she is not major enough to get a handout apparently and not what I understand. I do have one real quick though for Leonard Sendimus! There you go! Oh boy. He looks very weird. And as she approaches you, she seems to be very much interested in well, sharing knowledge with she doesn't get a whole lot of opportunity to converse with someone that she sees as just as learned as she is uh, in the various facets of Taldor's history and noble lines. She actually offers to take you into one of the adjoining restoration rooms here, one of these four major areas uh, off to the side, and give you a tour of the artifacts that they are cleaning and preserving. I would love to. So, that would be fantastic, actually. She also says she understands that you are probably busy, but uh, at any point, if you or you have... She, she, she stresses she does not do this terribly often. If you have any other friends with you who are as interested who would also like to come see, please take the time to gather them. She would love to have more minds to interact with. course. I have a, a couple of acquaintances here with me tonight. So is that something I should go do now or would that be my next step? If you want to, like, taking the tour with her is going to be your action if you want to do that right now. 
Uh, if you want to bring anybody with you, if you want to go try and find some of the party and have them come too, there's also going to be their actions to come in with you. But she's going to take you back into the area where artifacts are preserved and prepared. Now, you can assume from your job they might be back there, but seeing as they're ready to be revealed tonight, it's unlikely the artifacts themselves that you're after will be back in this area. However, you know Lady Val is going to be back there. So, make with that what you will. But I don't know where they are. You do know where they are. They're, uh, they're here in this central area. Gotcha. There's a couple of displays that are covered that are being revealed tonight from things like this. But they are there in the central area. She is going to take okay. you up into these restoration rooms here and show you things. Okay, I will, um... What's her uh, first thing? Because I, I know we, we weren't calling her Capernia. What were we calling her? Hmm. Val? Like, Capernia is her first name. Name's just yeah, uh, doesn't have anything else. Oh, just yeah, we were just calling her like Madame. So just yeah, Madame. Valor I will tell though. her. Yeah, I will tell her. Um, give me just a few minutes to go and try and find them. See if I can get them to come along. They they may be preoccupied, unfortunately, but I will, will at least see if they're interested. Uh, of course, I don't get this opportunity terribly often. Please, uh, if I'm going to give a tour, I might as well give it for a group of like-minded historical enthusiasts. Uh, you will find me around this arcade for most of the rest of the gala. Of course, I do have to deal with my duties as a curator as well. I suppose that will be the end of my round. Uh, well, that doesn't use your round, so I mean, you can still, like, on the way out. If you want to spend it trying to gather up the party, but you can still, like, stop by anyone and throw a discovery or influence check or the room. Oh, you already did the room. No, that's right. I'm done. You actually yeah, did the, play the room. No, the praise was my... Well, I guess before we actually end my round, and that was my action, I will um go to everyone real quick inform them of the situation and I'm just going to pass it by each and every one of them telling them I will have Val preoccupied Please can you help yeah can, can you help me with the task and I'll just present it to each of them and see who's interested uh, I will do what I can I'm currently getting over with my mission quite frustrated that uh I don't have the means of talking to either of the people I need to speak with. So, for the time being, I will help you, of course. Uh, what about we know. or Baylor? I'm, uh, 100% sure. Waiting for God to come back. Did, did he you give any... You were cutting out super hard. Everybody started cutting, actually. Um, Maybe Discord. Okay, I've been hearing it too, so. Hmm. I'm gonna click a button on your character sheet real quick, uh, just 
because. Okay. Uh, any it better? Has... A little bit? Yeah, I, I think it's just Discord being a little Hodor. <laughs> Why do you have a minus two to your strength and deck skills? I shouldn't. Dara. Uh, just okay. guaranteed. Wait, me? Yeah. Oh, armor check penalty. You're, uh, oh, yeah. That's right. But you're not wearing that chain shirt right now, right? No, no, not right now. Okay, so uh, your rolls are, uh, your strength and dex rolls are actually too high right now. I was trying to figure out where the fuck that was coming from. Downside the automated sheet. It's super automated. I was like, where's this minus two coming from? It knows better than I do, but I couldn't find where it was. Yeah, Armor too yeah, automated. That, it's too yeah, automated. To take, I'm too dumb for this. I had to take it off because uh, I, I knew it was there. Like, I knew they, uh, the, that I had the chain shirt on my page still, and I just hadn't made any checks that were... Like physically, physically oriented, and if we were, if I was going to do that, I was going to mention it. But and then you, <laughs> you like looked at the sheet and you're like Darius character. I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not trying to spread the over looking, anything. I was like, what do you just minus two for? Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, Inori and Billor, when Nell comes around asking for help on the stealing, what do you say? I'm all down for helping, but I just gotta make sure I'm not waiting for this guy to bring me something back. Yeah. I feel, if anything, I'd be better suited for helping you with the distracting part. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, going back to Dara, um, in relation to the task you've been given, because it was shared, leave... It was. Uh, leave Countess Pace to me. I believe, uh, assuming we know the influence skills that somebody else has discovered, I mean, they could, he could tell you. Yeah, I would just inform you as, uh, it, when, I, when we got to talking about my mission, I would have told you about it. Okay, because I have good appraise and intimidate. Of course, yeah, like I, so, like I had so, asked to, uh, Manchai, I would have I told you, do you know anything about fineries or whatnot? Okay. Yeah, so leave part of your task to me. Um, simply do what you can for mine, and we will proceed from there. That sounds fine to me. And going back to Inori and Baylor, um, Inori is just going to help, uh, assuming there's time for it. Right? I don't have to run any more messages. Not right now, no. Okay, and yeah, the the distraction thing for Baylor makes perfect sense. So you said you uh, were gonna be... bring someone. I'm yeah, someone, exactly. and I know what you're talking about when it comes to basically everything. So <laughs> yeah, perfect fucking so, plan. Before you do that, that though, Nori still has her action. Well, being that I was just sort of, huh? I said that guy just kind of ran off and left you. We're like, okay. Sorry. Yeah, You're sorry. To go. I'm, I'm just sort of hanging out here, so I don't really want to stray from the area. So, I mean, I... I mean, he didn't guess. tell you to wait or anything. He just took off. Which is which is the problem I'm having <laughs> here. I don't know, like... If... All right, so, yeah, I'm just going to kind of hang out. Um, I'll, I'll go... 
talk to this fantabulous Wasilka. Wasilka. Certainly go talk to Wasilka the fantabulous. So uh, you can also introduce yourself here to Wasilka. <laughs> You're just hanging around the area, waiting, and she's just uh, occasionally like doing a little performance to people, mostly just overseeing and making sure everything is going okay. But as you go, Tiger, what do you say? Hi there, I'm Anori. What uh, what are you doing? And she just turns and smiles at you and does a little like full 360 twirl. This is, what does it look like I'm doing? The entertainment, of course. Are you? Do you seem lost? Well, I I guess you could say that. Um, I feel lost at these things. I got to be honest. So do many. Politics is a dangerous game, but. You. So you know you can. You have a great view of the Senate floor from here. You can watch the historic vote take place, and you have so much entertainment in the meantime. I can set. So you you run in the entertainment here, or is it just you have like your own uh, group? It's the fantabulous few. It's a troop that I started leading. Maybe like. Five, eight years ago. It's been a fantastic time. Three people who share my passion for entertainment. And we can't complain about getting into events like this, of course. You can only be so bored here, right? I'm, you're keeping the you're keeping the people upbeat, which is a good thing, because these games can drag. And they very much can. But not while Wasilka the Fantabulous is around, tell me. Do you like magic? I do. See my magic sword. I practice from time to time. And she uh, holds up a finger for a second and goes over to a little box of props and accessories and rummages around in it for a bit and pulls out a deck of cards. She's like, you're familiar with Harrow decks. I'm not going to tell your fortune. Fortunes are bullshit. Let's be real. But what I can do, (laughs) and she uh, dumps the deck out in her hand, is something interesting. Now, you don't need to be a wizard or have any sort of high-level divination magic to access what's locked inside these cards here. And she fans the whole deck out uh, back and forth between her two hands and then spreads it out in front of you and says, take one. Okay. Are you familiar with... You don't know what hero cards are, do you? Come on. You think I know anything like that? No, I didn't... <laughs> Uh, hit me with a synopsis. Maybe I do, actually. There, it's like, okay, you know what tarot cards are? Yeah, I know tarot cards. Tarot cards are Pathfinder's version of tarot cards. They have, uh... Like, symbol for death and life. Yeah, they have six suits. And each suit, uh, six suits representing the stats. So strength, dexterity, constitution, and wisdom, charisma. And then each of those sets has, I actually don't know what, like eight cards, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cards. Each of those suits has nine cards. So it's a deck of cards, functionally. You can use it like a regular deck of cards. You can use it as a fortune telling deck. You can use it fairly for shitty magic tricks. So <laughs> you pull a card out and you pull the fiend. It's a uh, card of strength. It has, it's a uh, lawful evil card. It's a picture of a devil devouring innocence. And if you were to pull us the fortune telling, it'd be a super fucking bad time. 
But it's just a magic trick. So you're cool. So she, uh, you're holding that. And she says, Okay. Now, hang on to that one. Memorize that card. Don't forget what it is. And starts uh, shuffling the deck around. Have you got it? You understand? Okay. Right, put it back on the deck. It shields the deck up to you. Put it back on the deck. It's okay, now I'll take you. You can shuffle this. I don't even have to do it. The cards will do the work for me. Okay. Shuffle them up. And you shuffle up the deck and hand it back to her. And she takes it, she looks at it, turns it over, looks at it long ways, looks at it short ways, looks at the faces, looks at the card on the bottom, shakes her head, and wiggles her fingers over the top of the deck, and just cuts away half of it. Seemingly at complete random. And holds the lower half of it out to you to just take the stop card. Alright. Take the top card. You look at it, and it's the midwife. A wisdom card. It is basically harrowing just fertility and whatnot. You go have kids. It's got a, a mother uh, and a midwife and a small child already there just standing together near a table. And she starts shuffling the deck back together. She's like, interesting, isn't it? That's your card, am I right? Uh... Definitely not my card. <laughs> and she uh, looks at it for a second. She she makes a motion with her finger. Turn that around. Show me. And you show Turn it around, to her. Show it to her. Show it to her, and she kind of narrows her eyes. And she says, "Are you sure?" And you turn it back around and look at it. And it's the fiend. Bravo. Dare I say that was fantabulous? And she takes it back. Like, Thank you very much, good sir. Entertainment for all ages is what the fantastic few specialize in. Feel free to stay around the area. Take in your film. There's shows, there's stories, there's magic. If you're one with kids, it's a fantastic place to show off your own skills. We get our own entertainment watching more than a few try and fail their spectacular feats of acrobatics. Just please stay away from the ledge. <laughs> Copy that. That was a pleasure use? meeting you. I got to... Do you want to use your action on myself? Yeah, I'm gonna, since I've talked to her, um, true. I'm probably gonna. Discovery check or just throw yeah. influence and see how it goes? I'm gonna her throw Her discovery it. is sense motive or knowledge local. Yeah, I don't, I didn't think there would be anything. I mean, I had decent local, but. But if I if I just try to if influence, if you throw something at the wall and you're wrong, you might just irritate her. Okay, I'm 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 going to detect then. Sure, I don't want to irritate her. She's she seems nice enough. All right, make me either knowledge local or sense motive. Okay. I keep forgetting I can just click on this. And as you're talking to her over time up there, I mean, she's bouncing back and forth between you and other people. Some senators and nobles coming up to check on or drop off kids if they're late arrivals. All right. What do you want to know? Do you want to know an influence skill or a strength or weakness? An influence skill. Let me roll one of these randomly for you. She can be influenced with a successful disguise check. If you show any sort of aptitude for dressing up and 
making a caricature of yourself as well as she in the fantabulous view do. She appreciates that. That is good to know. Uh... Alright, so that's everybody. It's been about 15 minutes since Princess Eutropia's speech. Go ahead and give you guys all your pink dots back. We have a, another social round. So, you are technically at the top of social initiative. Are you going down to help Nell with his adventure? Right now, yeah. Are you going to keep doing stuff? I'll go. I'll go down to help with. Um, okay. His is everybody adventure. going down to the arcade to help Nell? Yeah, I will. Which specifically for this, I would have talked about how they should wait nearby. I mean, for... you guys have got plenty of time to prepare how you're actually going to do this. Uh, Not all of us are going. Away. I'm so, the yeah, one actually going. I am yeah, you are going guy. with him, and the other two of you are oh, going yeah. to try to do things. Uh, assuming you were all coming. I thought you were all coming. So you're, everybody's social round this round is going to be trying to help Nell with his mission to try and steal some amount of artifacts from this central arcade of triumph. So before you all head in, before you all head in to begin this for Nell and Baylor to begin taking the tour, you have plenty of time to talk and plan. Hmm. Okay, cool. Okay. No, I'm reading the letter. Oh, okay, yeah, you feel free to read through this. Basically, he is trying to disgrace Earl Vernissant, who, follow-up danger, is right there. Earl Vernissant is hanging around the arcade near the artifacts he has donated in the central area. He has donated a buckler, a dagger, a fan, a journal, and a spyglass that are all together inside uh, a display covered in area A1. Covered, but not locked. It's just covered by a drape, basically, for a reveal later on in the evening. And she wants you to steal at least three of them. But you can steal more. Hmm. These are all uh, quite small. It doesn't seem to be too difficult. So I'm more than willing to help. With Fao occupied, it's going to be much easier to steal something, but you still are going to need to do it subtly. Stealing things, unless you have some sort of a great idea for some other way to do it, is usually a sleight of hand check. So you, you two are going to be going into Doctor, yes? Yes, and I also think I can occupy Vernissant. It's worth a shot, uh, no guarantees. Of course. If you believe you can, then that is probably for the best. Um, can these, can the badges that we have communicate with each other or only back no. to uh, They can only the communicate with Lothied and only when she communicates to you, you can reply. You can't just, like, okay. go to talk to her whenever. You have to actually physically go to the gallery and talk to her. Oh, okay. I was, I was mostly making sure for us if we could talk to one another, but alright. Yeah, you, you can then we need to know of a way to when to go in. As soon as you see us go in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, just wait nearby. We could always have uh, uh, a distraction. True. Do you have any just ideas for that? 
I don't like it, but I could definitely face plant over there, and I'm being pretty sure everybody would, you know, come and look. I have a perfect idea. Okay. Baylor, you still yes. have that rod, right? I do. Well, <laughs> it was intended to be a distraction for something, but why don't we use it for our own means? So you want us to aggravate the bees anyway? Now that there's a lot less people in there, I feel like it's a much safer use for it than... It's a lot. And A6 are like the main people. Uh, don't you worry though that if you did that and it backfires, whoever planned the original thing that you interrupted definitely know that something definitely is going awry. A servant who can't remember the person who told him to do something. They told you he didn't remember. Yeah, he told me he didn't remember. But my main concern is that if it gets discovered that he was the one who originally planted it, which we saw him do, he would be implicating himself just as much as anyone else. I don't believe he would come forward. Perhaps, but is it, it is our word against his. This is true. All the same, it is probably not best to disturb, you said, bees. Yes. <laughs> That's so Very well angry bees. Do it's... I know enough about what this is to know if it would affect other creatures? It is an enzyme that is known to irritate bees specifically. All right. It might be unpleasant to other creatures, but they don't enrage like bees do. You also know since you identified it that they would, like, that would get violent that enrages bees that would yeah. be like a okay. swarm of angry stinky bees but it would it's not like obviously you, you it was there for a little bit you picked up and moved it never fine you have to, it takes a minute or two to take effect but then there's gonna be very bad bees i do not I believe so. it is wise because if we anger bees then we have to then deal with them afterwards we yeah. have plenty of things to do after this. Do you think Starborn would be interested in causing a little mischief? Speaking I know Starborn Baylor. would be interested in causing some mischief. Should ask her. That could be a plan. I mean, they're simply suggestions. We have many different things we could attempt. would depend on if she had any ideas or if we have any ideas that she could use. Let's see what she has to say, I suppose. So the four of you, are you all going? Yep. Yep. Head out into the, into the gardens to go talk to Starborn. And, uh... No. You said yes, or did you not <laughs> want to go? Don't run away. As you approach Starborn, uh, she introduces you to Earl Varima here, who nods and smiles, and uh, turns back to the 
uh, turns back towards the group. Says, yes, uh, sir, I'm so awful with names. Stalwart. Sir Stalwart and Sir Landless. I remember. And friends, apparently. Welcome. I was just, uh, speaking with Meryl Varima here of the Lands Beyond Helder. You know, much more interesting, generally. Well, that is true. You! I... see points at Dara. Don't mean to assume, of course. Uh, Osirian, yes? Mm -hmm. That is right. You are from there, or Talza? Uh, I... From there, but I was not, uh... I did not live there long. Oh, fair enough. It's an interesting place. I, uh, I love my visits. The... Hmm. I'll put this... Eloquently. And, uh, Earl Verima steps in. She means to say she appreciates your people's culture and religion. We were actually just talking about this recently. Uh, and he extends a hand. Earl Verima. There's... Rare to see others from outside the borders of Taldor here. It's a good uh, change, to be sure. Yeah, it is a pleasure to meet you, and I'll take your hand. That's a bit. Oh, I'll much. take his hand. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> He's a pretty boy. What is it, dude? All right, well, there. I didn't say anything girl-related. So. So You're your a hand. very beautiful man. Yeah, not do him. I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't like, I'll take this lady's no, 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 hand no, no, and no, reach no, out. No, so. no, no, that token is small. I, I can't blame you, really. Yeah, long hair. And with these names, got, it's got, hard yeah, to tell. It's like, okay, that's super neutral. That's yeah. not Chuck or Brad. Be, like, yeah, I have no yeah. idea. Steve. Gahaz. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty on, sure that... You don't that know Gahaz is a man's name, obviously. <sighs> Fuck, my bad. He, uh, I should have known. He, uh, he looks across the forehead of you and sees your four badges. And he says, uh, Varita's family, that is... Long gone. You must be here representing someone else. Are you guests of one of the other senators? You're not yes. aides, I assume. You have nothing, but you have nothing more that requires your attention. No, we are guests. Yes. Hmm. Well, I it's good to meet others from outside the borders. There are far too many that are comfortable to sit here in Taldor and stay their lives, learning nothing of the cultures outside the world. It is such a vast. Vast globe we live on. That it truly is. All the so, same. Out of curiosity, any of you recognize the Verdani man when you see him? Have any of you been beyond the bounds of the inner seas? You can't say I not, have. Not to myself. Have not been personally, no. There are not many that travel to the Impossible Kingdoms. There are few reasons to go there. And you can tell just by the name that people have given it that they do not go so far east so often. I don't know that there is much reason truly outside of trade. And before a hair, certainly you have much more pressing matters than that. But it is, again, good to be introduced. Uh, the rest of you, I am sorry, I've trampled your introductions. Please. Oh, it's perfectly fine. Uh, Verima, correct? Verima, what are you trying to say? Oh, like, just, does he prefer to go by his, like, official name, or? Oh, yeah, Verima's name, yeah, I was just confused, like, you asking, yes, this is Verima. Yeah. Yes, this uh, is Tog. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would he prefer to be referred uh, it's, to? It's Earl Verima. I mean, Earl that's Verima. their title, their last name. 
Okay. Because they are uh, senators, so they do have official titles. So if you didn't refer to him as Earl yeah. Verima, like just hey Verima, what's up? That's 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 the No Town in uh No yeah. Palace. Yeah, the title and their last name. Yeah, so. to him. What's up, dude? Earl Verima. Guys, my man. I am, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not As a noble, I, I have no particular title, right? I'm just an <laughs> elf. Uh, you might be Lord Stalwart. Because Lord isn't... I don't think Lord is necessarily landowning or anything. But being noble, I think he'd actually be Lord Stalwart. Everyone else would be Sir. Okay. Or Lady Dentho, in Minori's case. Yeah. I would introduce myself as uh, Lord Stalwart. Uh just general noble introductions. I'm not exactly versed in those. You're not doing that off. You try to avoid this as much as you can. <laughs> I imagine that. And Ori and Bellor also introduced themselves similarly. Yes. And then Starborn turns back towards the gifts. So, what things the background? You can board the museum already? It's only so much you can look at Paladin's inane storied <laughs> history before you've seen all of it, I'm sure thinking about maybe pulling a small prank in the museum. And, uh, Rima kind of raises an eyebrow. A prank. I do. Not that this is necessarily a place for such things. And, uh, oh, it's Mark just Kessler, the military. Mark Kessler just hand waves. Like, sure it is. What's your idea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we simply want to, uh the feathers of the military folk that have been occupying there. They seem quite um, stuck in their ways. Very stubborn. And uh, Earl Varima kind of grimaces a bit. He says, well, if anyone that will complain least about military sorts, but uh, I will excuse myself. Plausible deniability and all that. You all have a fine evening. Probably for the best. Yeah, <laughs> uh, walks away to go do something else. He's like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." <laughs> so Starborn, yeah. this guy smells up. He's like, "All right, well, I'm still here. I know I'm interested, but perhaps we should go somewhere slightly more secluded." There. And she uh, takes the group of you off into the Emperor's Hall, where there's just really not many people hanging out. Just kind of the interim area between the gardens and the main center floor. He says, okay. You got my you got my interest. What is it you're hoping to do, assorted sirs and lady? Mainly distracting Earl Vernasant. Vernasant, Vernasant, hold on, I know this. She uh, closed her eyes again, starts thinking. Oh! Oh, it's your other hands. Vernasant, yes! Yes, I know him. The asshole! <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like you. We want to have a little bit of fun with Vernasant. Try and get this, him to loosen up a little. This does seem like a uh, good distraction. I, I I hate that any, any time I have to listen to this man open his mouth, it's like torture. Which I'm fairly certain Taldor illegal, hundred, uh, illegalized hundreds of years ago. <laughs> but here we are. So, again, come on, Liz. Please tell me. Uh, well, that's actually why we came to you. We are kind of lacking 
in fresh ideas, so to speak. Stop for a second before I get ahead of myself. As interesting as I am, and as fun as this seems, speaking of illegal, uh, exactly how high are we aiming here? Is this a prank or is this more illicit? I tend to trust too easily sometimes, and to be fair, I don't know any of you. I mean, this in particular would be innocent, right? Like, out of character. Like, I mean, we're literally, what, what literally we just trying to, to pull a prank on yes. the dude. Yeah. So that, that's not lying. Saying what not we're wrong. asking her to do is just pull a prank. You're not telling her what you're distracting him for. But, yeah, yeah, she didn't ask what we're doing. She just <laughs> yes, asked the prank like, bad. Yeah. Like, we is the prank going to kill anyone? No. Are we going to go do something bad? Definitely. <laughs> we totally we ruined somebody else's prank earlier. We're just yeah, trying I to do another one clear. at a much I don't lower want. level. <laughs> I hope this one involves us bees, I must say. About the bees, but we decided that that was again same as earlier, not a good idea. Right. Hmm. Well, I hear you out at least. Well, we quite simply just want to prank him. Honestly, just mess with him a little bit. Yes, I've gathered, Dad. What do you want to do? <laughs> uh, mess with him in front of his peers. Uh, Trying to think of a good way that we can, like, we, be the four of us could do it. I unfortunately don't have anything to add. I have uh, never been one for pranking anyone. Attitudes not much of a like that, are you? No, attitudes like that did not go very far in the military. Understand? Well, we could. difficulty is, I will help you if this is simple, but I don't want to directly involve myself. As much as I may not enjoy it as much as others, I am still a senator and Marquess of Northern Verdun Forest. I, I cannot take any direct activities, but should you need him perhaps distracted for a moment, I can certainly get his attention. But military swords Rush me out fairly quickly, so I don't know how long I can take it for. But if you have a plan, eh, perhaps it is better I don't know. Perhaps. I believe that actually would work perfectly fine. I don't see why it wouldn't. It's her distracting one... him while we work on our parts. She doesn't have to know what's going on, so she doesn't have to know anything bad is happening. Yeah, and I mean, she has actually seen us already stop something less than pranky already. As the Earl said, plausible deniability. Exactly. Indeed. He's not wrong. So, you have come to the right gnome. Now, uh, are, you, are you ready, or is this something you need to make preparations for? We're I am pretty ready. much ready. Well, then off we go with me. We, yes, me and Nell shall be going away with Madame Vow. Shortly after we disappear, we will need you to distract the Earl. You're talking as you want. Yeah. Of course, that can be done. Sounds in depth. I'm intrigued. I wish I could know more, but again, don't tell me. 
I'm sure to... you'll see the payout in the end. So by the time you get over there, you have had your discussion. And Nell and Baylor head over with Copernia to go get their toy. And uh, Copernia introduces herself to Lord Stalwart and uh, expresses... She, she seems very, very entertained. She is incredibly happy to be doing this. And uh, with not a whole lot of further ado, she takes the three of you back into the reclamation areas. And as she does, Marcus Starborn approaches and gets Vernison's attention, uh, pulling him away from the conversation with what's her idea of inane political droll, <laughs> doing what she, does, <laughs> what she can to keep him occupied. While you two head into area A1. So, with both Vau and Vernissant solidly distracted, you still are in an area where a decent amount of people are just kind of milling around. So, you have distracted the curator and you've distracted the guy who owns the thing. So, you're going to get pretty big bonuses to your sleight of hand checks. The DC is, is much lower. But to steal an item, you do need to make a sleight of hand check. So, this all collectively is your action. Everyone's action for this round. You can make the check as many times as you want, up to stealing all five of the things. The only risk you run at making more is potentially failing. But there's nothing that stops you in this time period from literally taking all five artifacts Vernus had donated into the arcade. Alright. Um, I will attempt for the dagger, I guess, if it matters. Yeah, I mean, tell me which one you're trying to steal, because you, okay. you, can, get there, you can find them, and they're different things. So you yeah. go... Well, before that, I, I do have a question. Yes. If we're doing things in pairs, um, can we assist each other? Or is it just each person does their own individual thing? These two are mega, like, these two are going to roll slide of hand checks. Um... We'll go with whoever's is highest, whoever is lowest, if you at least got 10 years assisting. Okay. Well, okay. I gotta have. I'll actually have which one to use the primary. So if the primary flubs super hard, you're the one who's like in the thing being obvious. The other person's basically running interference. So, who is making the slide of hand checks? And who is. Um. Alright, I suppose how good are you at stealing? I ask him, how good are you at stealing? How confident are you? <laughs> Let's say that. How subtle can you be when yeah. doing something like this? How, how subtle <laughs> are you at doing this? Because I'm uh, okay at it. I'm not by any means great, but what is what is your personal skill? I'm how's, speaking like this because I'm. How like, slight a hand do you like between the two of you? He says he's okay at it. What do you say, Shemuel? Uh, well, I don't like to pride myself on things without the harm. Without <laughs> actually looking at my character sheet and seeing how good I actually am. Not the greatest. Okay, because, like, mine's not great, but it's, uh, it has a plus to it. <laughs> I am better than the average you're person. Probably, you're probably better than me, then. Okay. So, Dara, you are going to make the main check, and Nori is going to make a check to assist. 
So, in order okay. to roll yours first, roll slide of hand check. Just click on slide of hand in your character sheet. You are oh. assisting. Assisting. I'm firing him 20s tonight. So, Dara, make yours as well. It's two higher because you're not wearing a chain shirt, so you don't have the armor check bonus, and then two more because you're being assisted. So, four higher than what it says, but go ahead and just click on it. Okay. All right. You quickly, together, Inori just kind of subtly moves the drape aside, and you, while, while no one has turned your particular direction, reach underneath, feel around till you feel the sheath of the dagger, and slide it out without anyone seeing. You have the dagger. Do you want to keep going? Um, I'll give it a moment. Um... Hmm. You just immediately slide it from the thing into... Your bag, just so nobody can see. Yeah. Obviously, not because they're fucking holding it in your hand. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, that was cool. And I just walk out and say, is that a dagger? Shut up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I slip it away. Um, I'll give it a moment and peruse around, trying to seem, again, normal and uh, just yeah. keep looking at other things and then come back to. Because uh, it's all in one case, right? Or are they yeah, all around all the room? Okay, so yeah, I'll come back to the case and then do it again. Whatever. Right, it look inconspicuous. Uh, this one will be the fan, because it's like a fan, as in like an open, like the like the uh, like the a ones... folding fan. Yeah, like yeah, a folding like a, fan. Like a folding fan. Okay, yeah. So it's not like the big like ones that have like a stick that they used to fan like dudes sitting on a chair. It's like a small thing you'd put like you could put in your pocket. It's an it's, it's like an anti folding fan. Folding silk fan, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I was making sure. Because if it's if it's a really big one, I'd be like, all right, let's just not do the fan. <laughs> all right, Ori. Roll your assist. Yeah, help me. You're Jesus Christ. Dara. I'm very assisted. Plus. Alright, so that's a 14, because you are four higher than that. Yeah. You slide the fan out into your bag. You have two of the objects. According to the note that Nell was given, if you take at least three of them, you get paid. Okay. Then, uh, without leaving, I'll do this one more. I'll nod to Inori. Yeah, Inori, roll that assist. I'm sweaty. Right. Don't blow it. Oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, no, that's the right one. No, that's right. Inori, assist nice. again. Dara. Or higher, whatever you roll. Nice. That's yeah, pretty good. What we'll you become take? a professional. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even think about it. Uh, open real quick. Buckler, journal, oh. spyglass. Uh, yeah, it takes spyglass. Right, you slide the spyglass into your bag as well. You can keep going. These are all like historical artifacts and all quite valuable. And this is um, gonna be probably your go... only opportunity to steal more of them. But if you yeah. get caught, I'll walk up to Inori. This is blackjack. Uh, making... You wanna keep yeah. hit me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to uh, walk up to Inori, not looking at her at all, so we don't look like we're talking to each other, and just uh, as lightly as I can under my breath. We have what we need. Uh, do you believe we should continue? We honestly seem to be not very bad at this. Let's... We could get uh, some cool, nice money for this, but uh, I don't feel we need to keep going. It is up to you. Let's not push our luck. Understood. Then uh, I will keep the things on me because... Yeah, there's no reason to have two of us get in trouble if yeah, they catch both of us with things on us. Yeah. So yeah, put on your sheet. You have the uh, the fan and the spyglass. Have I believe 
Irrelevant. Wait. Uh, a spyglass is actually one pound. A spyglass is a pound and a dagger is half a pound. So you have those for encumbrance reasons, because I know you are actually really close to the top of your light load. Uh, you're at like 36 of 38 for you. Yeah, so I'll be at 37.5. You're at 37.5 of 38. The fan has a relevant weight. Daggers half a pound, spyglass is one pound. Put those on your character sheet. Because you can uh, you can look look at them later, I measured. Not going to pull them out of the little fucking galo and be like, oh, it's a price this shit. Like, a butterfly right lands on your shoulder and your movement speed goes down 10 feet. <laughs> so. Oh, wait, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, oh, you're not wearing your shirt. shirt. Yeah, you're 25 right pounds now. are out of here. Yeah. So, so I'm only you, at uh, 11. You head out, of, out of the area. And uh, right as you see Vernissant, like just turning away from the Marques, moving on to another conversation, and Tanasha heading back outside to go do what she do. And somewhere around 15, 20 minutes later, Capernia Vow comes out with Nell and Baylor after having given them the full tour and she went through a very detailed very detailed uh, run through of how they actually restore ancient artifacts uh, be it weapons or even these things they like to keep the skulls of fallen heroes and villains of time as they call it and in fact with your interest and your promise that the two of you showed, because you both have pretty high at the relevant skills, whether you wanted to or not, she very much welcomed you with a uh, lesser artifact, uh, a pair of rusted daggers and a breastplate that she didn't think were of any real significance, to try your hand at it, so to speak. She gives each of you a bottle of universal solvent. I... Pretty sure that's probably in the compendium if you want to just add that. Uh, you each get a bottle of that, and you both get. I don't know how to say this word. Um. Unguent? It's unguent of timelessness? It's this fucking. What the hell word is that? I've that never, sounds correct to me. Oh, that sounds like an unguent. But uh, she gives you each a thing of universal solvent, and she gives you each an unguent of timelessness. And that is another ointment that is... It literally pulls objects almost back through time. Or preserves them, rather. I'm future person against time. Uh, I mean, that would be very interesting to me. Yeah, she explains what both of them do time. in terms of a... Uh, well in terms of cleaning things. But I'm sure, what's your spellcraft? Nine. Baylor, nine. Make me two spellcraft checks real quick. See if you can get some of the more practical uses of these things. Is it unguent? That's how it's said? You've never seen universal saw in your life. But you somehow know what an unguent of timelessness is. So all you know okay. about universal solvent is that it is is used to very efficiently clear rust, mold, and anything off of the. It is a solvent. Restore them to a pristine form. It's exactly what it sounds like. It is. It's an incredibly powerful solvent. You don't know any better applications for it than that. Uh, the unguent of timelessness. You can put on anything that was once living. 
Uh, it can be wood. It can be papers, books, dead people. You can put it on anything that was once alive. And from then on, forever, unless it's, like, dispelled or removed, every year that passes, the object ages a day. Wow. It also That's gets a, nuts. It also gets a plus one bonus on any saving throws it has to make against effects that would damage it. So it's an incredibly powerful preservative. Fuck. As a chronomancer, this interests me. Yeah, that is probably... That's why I know what it does. Perfect sense that you know what that is. Yeah, that you know that, and they're like, this is solvent. This, I've heard of this. This is cool. It's fairly rare and valuable, and you know that each dose is easily sells for 150 gold market price, and she just handed both of you a bottle. So, and she just gave you 300 gold. Plus two universal solvents. Neat. Rich. Okay. Um, and what exactly did she want us to do with the daggers? Just try to uh, restore them? Yeah, just to say, try and restore them. Use a bit of the universal solvent to try and restore them. And uh, she had a piece of parchment that was from a, a page from a journal that had been recovered from a battlefield that she showed you what the young one does. And it doesn't make any... It's difficult to display, but she explains that's how they have like treatises, constitutions, hundreds, thousands of years ago that are still intact and in good shape. Okay. So you walk away with some free stuff, and Dara and Inori walk away with some other unrelated <laughs> free stuff. Completely unrelated. <laughs> and... We still have another social round, but this is a perfectly good stopping place, and we can move into the third social round next week. Yes, sir. Because the way this gala is pretty much going to go is you just have social rounds until stuff happens, because you are you are actually just biding time trying to accomplish your various missions and just sort of hanging out until the actual vote on primogeniture happens. That's not going to be for a few hours. But there are other events that happen throughout the evening. Of course, there is going to be a meal. Prince Stavian is going to have to arrive at some point to preside over.